Hey, what's up, you guys? <laughs> ew! <laughs> ew! Ew! Basketball Jones, I got a basketball Jones. Kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Okay, here we go. It's a bomb. What's the bomb? Fantastic. Ah, blew his toe off. Come on, Taking that toe. Get out of my fucking game. <laughs> Whose house? Mira's house. Bitch, I run this city. But only consensually. Girl, you know I'm gonna ask for permission. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Future Gamers Podcast. My name is Jacob Bessler, I'm Hotter, and I am joined, as always, by Trollbeard. Why, hello. Well, that's about as creepy as your uh, intro. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> And uh, Bob's still busy with adult things. Big boy stuff. Big boy stuff, indeed. So it was just the two of us. You're stuck with us. You're stuck yeah, with but, uh, uh, the Destiny and the Fortnite guys. Yeah, but oddly enough, Bob somehow found adult size Oshkosh Bagosh. Big boy stuff, little boy clothes. <laughs> what? <laughs> RIP Toys R Us. I don't. Even, I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. That that was like a brand of like little kids, like mm-hmm. overalls and like right. jeans. They sold at Toys R Us. I don't know. If They're Bob, out of business now, but somehow know. Bob found somebody to make him adult versions of those little kid jumper suits. I believe it. I would put it past him. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. I got Destiny stuff to talk about. You got Fortnite stuff to talk about. So uh, I'm going to play a little update video now. Yeah, we're fancy. <laughs> Yay. So uh, don't, they don't get hit by that grinder, mister. Yeah, no, I'll try not to. So, uh, Bungie has announced that there is some new stuff coming out for Destiny this month, and I'm actually really, really excited. Uh, let's see, the first patch will this is coming from Big Twin Infinite. Uh, we can track up to three pursuits, which is nice. You hover over lost sectors, which is incredible, and it's so frustrating. There are these tiny little icons on the map, and you can't click on them, and you need to go there, and you just have to keep opening the map to make sure you're going in the right direction. Well, once you've been there a few times, it's fine. But man, it is, there's a lot of them. You kind of forget where they are. So that'll be nice. That's way too long coming. Uh, they're adding some stuff to the legendary pool for, uh, let's see, the Fire and Floods and OVD. They think those are, yeah, those are all heavy weapons. So now, because right now, Edge Transit is the only thing freaking dropping. I don't know if you've seen those beams, Troll. Uh... Probably not. I, no. I, I probably do because most most of my friends in our like group chat talk about this stuff. I was like, I've got the one friend who literally his only thing he does is look for the easiest like cheese tutorial to get through horse shit because he's tired of the grind, but he can't stop himself from doing it. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, there's there's one weapon, this a grenade launcher. It's like it drops all the time. Oh yeah, all my, my. the time. My friend has like 
got his fourth one like last night, I want to say. <laughs> oh, I've gotten like 20. Maybe more. So, yeah, that'll be nice. The, the loot pool's a bit bigger. Hopefully that'll fix that. Hopefully um, October 16th, my birthday. They're also coming out with a Festival of the Lost Halloween-themed event. So I am excited as hell. It's going to have a costume party, and it's going to end with a quest to solve a murder. What the hell does that mean? Don't know. I'm excited about it, though. So so you're telling me it was Colonel Zavala? <laughs> Maybe. In the library. With the hammer. <laughs> the ace of spades. With the hammer of dawn. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Gears yeah. of War. <laughs> that's Gears of War. How oh, fuck it. Yeah, the hammer of dawn. He can use it. Fuck. Just hear gi- giant screaming sounds as you burn the the mother uh, fucking locust alive, the yeah. berserker. And then uh, October 30th, they're going to re-enable quitter penalties for Gambit. I don't know why they disabled those. So, I don't know. Well, that's good. Maybe they were having like server instability. I, People I guess getting I, kicked a lot. I guess I missed that. Um, they're decreasing the amount. Yeah, they're decreasing the amount of power ammo for sleeper simulant uh, from four to two, which is good because that weapon's overpowered in Gambit. That I feel like you know I I felt like nerfing it was bullshit, but that's a fair compromise, and because that drops the beginning of the Malfeasance quest. So those are some pretty good changes, and I'm sure there'll be other stuff too. But uh, I played. So, like I was telling you before the podcast, this week has been absolutely insane with me as for personal family stuff and working and just so much stuff. Yesterday, was it yesterday? The day before? It was at some point in a day at a time in the last few days. Because <laughs> I haven't played anything this week until today and that particular day. I played Destiny all fucking day and it was so nice. It was just nice to just sit here and turn my brain off. Yeah. Um, But then, like, the night before, I stayed up a lot actually playing Destiny, and I finally got the Sleeper Simulant, which is, you know, just a very long quest line from the Warbind DLC. Um, I got that, and I got the catalyst for uh, the rifle from Warbind. So I got got some shit accomplished that night. Uh, Yeah, man, that Sleeper Simulant, did you did you play Destiny One? I don't remember. I played Destiny One like the first three months after That's launch. Right. So you didn't and get that, Sleeper Simulant. No. This thing, it's a fusion rifle. It just looks badass. You got like solar panels and shit on the side of it. Yeah, I've seen it. I can bring up a video. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it's super powerful. It's a fusion rifle, and it ricochets rounds. It's so goddamn powerful. Yeah, I thought when I first saw it, I thought it was like, oh, did Bungie just bring the fucking Spartan laser to Halo? Or to Destiny? (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Kind of. But yeah, it's a fantastic weapon. And I've been using it a lot. It, It is the delete button for Destiny. Like, you don't feel like fighting that wizard? Delete him. Delete. It is so fucking powerful. Delete, 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 delete. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's like the OG baller horn. 
Oh, Gallahorn? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you just call it? <laughs> a lot of people back in the day call it the baller horn because it was just okay. like one shotting everything. Okay. That's, that's an OG Destiny that. one meme. Yeah. I don't, man, if they ever bring Gallahorn back, <laughs> people are going to lose their shit. They might be bringing the last word back, which I'm excited about. There are too many references and Forsaken to the last word. And they even they have the chaperone now in the game, which is a long ass PvP quest I'm never gonna accomplish. Uh but that was in the Destiny One, you had to get the chaperone in order to get the last word. So we'll see how that goes. There's they're doing a good job right now with Destiny, man. Like just all the little secrets, all the stuff we still don't know about Forsaken. Um I don't think I talked about it last week, but yeah, I don't think I did. But uh so uh, the Dreaming City, the new endgame area, every three weeks, it goes through a cycle. The first week, it's like, we need to get here. We need to help the Dreaming City. The second week is like, oh, shit's getting bad. The third week is things are really bad. The Taken are here. We have to wipe these people out. Week one is, hey, come here. Things are getting bad. The whole shit resets. And everyone there is like, I remember fighting them, but everything's okay now. <laughs> Yeah. It seems like we were just here. It's fucking bizarre talking to some of these NPCs because it's like we were just fighting shit last week, you don't remember? And apparently, I don't want to get too much into the lore cuz you know, I almost spoil people, but I think Queen Mera, no. Someone made a wish so that the, the dreaming city would exist in a 3-week loop. To just eternally feed what's underneath it. So the they rely on the guardians being there, killing and destroying things, so this thing stays fed. And the, to me, that is just such a fucking cool thing for uh, a video game. You know, like something that a video game has to have. Like they found a lore reason for. Excuse me for that. So, bunny devs, they're killing it right now, man. Thank God, because yeah. <laughs> I, I tripled down on this game not too long ago. They're, they're killing it, finally. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm happy for everybody that's enjoying Destiny. I, uh, I, I, I'm I just never going to be one of those people. Yeah. I also... But, go ahead. I was going to say, but yeah, it's, it's been crazy seeing, like, you know, my friends getting back into it. Seeing like streamers at checkout getting deep back into it, yeah, and it's like give them something to rotate in and out and fuck with, and like you just see like actual happiness in people's eyes, and it's like I don't know that emotion. Why am I trying to bother these <laughs> yes, people? Do you have Fortnite? Uh, Fortnite's fun. Good but stuff. Uh, I also so when Warmind came out, they did that escalation protocol with seven waves of like a horde mode. Well, six waves of horde mode, then the seventh wave is a boss. Um, but it was so fucking hard when Warmind came out that it was hard to get the six people together because you know the whole bullshit. There's still no matchmaking. That's still ridiculous. Um, the same thing with the blind wells. So you know there's still problems with Destiny. But now with the expansion, with us being twenty levels higher, with our bun- our light levels being like two hundred something light levels higher, the escalation protocol is much easier now. And uh, so I, I was actually able to get the I, I Kellos, Ikelos, whatever, SMG. It is fucking awesome. 
Uh, next week will be another weapon. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and get the whole armor set, too. I'm going to unlock everything. Each week you can unlock the armor set, uh, one piece of the armor set. And uh, there's different weapons available that drop from the Wave 7 boss. So I was actually able to do that quite a few times. Uh, even after getting my SMG, I kind of stuck around and helped some other people because it was just, just a fun event. And one really nice thing they did was when you get to Wave 7 and you kill that boss, you used to have to, okay, let's go start at Wave 1 again and start and get all the way to 7, which is just a fucking time killer. And now they've made it to where if you complete Wave 7, you start up the Escalation Protocol again and start to Wave 6. So that is pretty nice. Um, if you fail a wave, you do get knocked down one. So we failed once, we got knocked down to wave five. So that's pretty nice. Um, Blindwell, I believe you can also just skip straight to tier three, which is pretty cool, rather than having to go that's through all neat. the different tiers. So good stuff. Um, I think that's it for Destiny as far as like what stuff I've done. Um Sleep, getting the sleeper simulant was a lot of fun and using it is even more fun um, I played a bunch more uh, Gambit got the auto rifle that thing is badass got a new SMG from Forsaken that's really good the new Forsaken weapons are fucking good man I am enjoying them a lot I'm enjoying everything in Destiny a lot right now so uh you've been playing Fortnite? Yeah, I, I as knife. we were talking before the stream and we were like, hey, you gonna talk about Fortnite, then as you're talking about Destiny, I was also reminded of more things that happened this week with Fortnite. Uh so okay. when season six started off, there was all of season five, there was a cube that was rolling around, leaving these giant glyphs on the map like ruins on the ground and they had anti-grav zones around them so if you jumped in it you floated for a while and uh i do want to say i look forward to you telling me all the shit crazy shit happening in fortnite every week <laughs> yeah because it's like at like it's fucking insane like the the sheer like genius of them trying new random weird shit yeah. and coming up with new stuff I almost but, uh, I try and avoid Fortnite news. It's huh. fucking impossible. But yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Like that's all IGN has is Fortnite memes. If you look at their Twitter or Instagram, it is different though when somebody's like, "There's a cube in Fortnite." And you're like, "That's fucking cool." And then you, the player, actually tell me about it. But yeah, yeah. I, I do look forward to your Fortnite weekly updates. <laughs> but yeah, so with uh, the cube, you know, it rolled at the end of the last season into the loot lake the center of the map, the spot on the map people were kind of annoyed with because there's no mobility unless you waste a lot of materials to build through the water. You're just like walking slower and everybody's just jumping like fucking idiots oh, to okay. keep see that. some momentum because the water slows you down. Yeah. But you have full momentum when you're out of the water. But anyway, so the cube rolled over into the lake and everybody's like, all right, where's this fucking cube going? It dips into the lake. And then the entire lake for the entire last week of season five was like bouncy grape Kool-Aid. Like you'd, you know, just land on it. You'd like doing, 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 doing. You just see people just 
bouncing across. It would bounce grenades, it'd bounce rockets. As you see in the loading screen here, there's the cube. If you shot it, it fucking damaged you with like a thunder strike. It was cool. Yeah. It's still at the bottom of the floating island. So this season. Do you have cowbell? I have the llama bell, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the, the the emote game is yeah. legendary for Fortnite, man. Like I told you yesterday they added a T pose. So you can assert your dominance. There you go, there you're dancing. Yeah, I'm wearing a a, a mask. Well you're dancing, a, also you're dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Just some man the music goes, man. That's the other cool thing. I remember when I started playing Fortnite and you'd walk by somebody dancing and then it's like, oh, fuck, there's music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no other game does that, but it's like, who fucking, why not? Yeah, like that's kind of become a meme lately for uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Is like the default dance moves. Like people want, there's no gold, like legendary emotes in the game. Oh. People are saying, hey, add a bass boosted version of dance moves as the only legendary emote. So there's just this awful, like insane distorted bass as you're doing the dance. <laughs> and it gets more distorted the more kills you get. It's like, like <laughs> bass boosted dance moves is a meme on everything okay. Fortnite these days. Anyway, so like I said, the, the lake rose up and the island, the little house, the mansion on this little clump of land in the middle of Loot Lake started floating in the sky. As you see on the video now, the bottom right. Yeah. Uh, the island has started moving. Oh, shit. So the island is now traveling across the map to all the little runes in the ground. Oh. And it's, it's picking the rune up temporarily and then it drops that piece of land back down and moves on. Huh. So everyone's just like, Okay, what the fuck is this gonna do? Now so is it's like this, this happening while people are playing the game? Yeah. It, it, so like, whenever the cube would move last season, people figured out that on certain minutes of certain hours is when the cube would roll. So right, people would jump it, no matter what yeah, server you're in, server wide. Okay. Like when the rocket launched at the end of season four to cause oh. the rifts that were season five. Oh right. It was a universal, hey, everybody in the world, go watch the rocket launch at this time. Okay, so if you missed it, you were shit out of luck. Yeah, you just had to go watch, you know, a stream of somebody else, you know, reacting to it. That's pretty cool. I was was at work, but I happened to be at a dead spot, and I looked down at my phone, and I was like, oh, shit, rocket launch. And I was just standing in the back at work, like, (laughs) with my headphone on, just like, Listening to everybody losing their shit as the rocket launched. But before the. I I can't help but wonder. So Bungie can't fucking let us match make for escalation protocol and blind well. Yet, goddamn (laughs) fucking Epic can like launch a rocket on every one of their servers at the same damn time. Yeah. All right. I'm done with Destiny. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, before, before the rocket launched, like the whole week leading up to the rocket launch. At like, I want to say like the 29th minute of every hour, like the half hour, something like that. There's there's a specific time in the middle of an hour, like every time at that point in the hour, you heard like the 
like the the raid sirens that the missile is about to launch and that was universal across all servers so you just be like before people figure out what it was you just be like strolling through a field hoping oh, not to get snuck up on right. a shot and i'll see you you're like oh sh- what the I fuck is going on that. and now it's just like absolute insanity of you just see the island moving every you know couple of games you drop it's moved a little bit like holy shit where's this island going because if you jump into the maelstrom it's at the bottom of the island it lifts you up and throws you up in the air to where you can deploy your parachute again <laughs> so now it's like this giant flotate flotation device that gives you high mobility to where people will just creep and just spin you know just glide around a circle around the giant island looking for people if people come up there they land and shoot them out of the air right but uh yeah so i in the video here i'm playing with a friend of mine and a guy he met on discord that plays on pc so this during this last week i did my first bit of crossplay between ps4 and xbox so that nice. was cool I was like, it looks like it's not working out for you but here it comes <laughs> Yeah, this is the PC guy, which we you could already do this before. I I don't remember if I kept that one little chunk of when I was playing four man squads and another guy I met through Discord jumped in on his Xbox. I don't know if it was an issue on his end or if an issue with like Fortnite currently, but I couldn't hear him talk. So I don't know if he actually plugged in a mic or if shit was being weird. Right. But it, it worked, you know, flawlessly, like just loading up oh, anybody yeah. else. Yeah, I uh, uh, was talking to my uncle, and he's like, I got four TVs in the game room now, and we can all play that uh, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> I already knew. I already knew. I was like, what else? <laughs> it's Minecraft or Fortnite, and I think the kids are done playing Minecraft for the most yeah. part. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. I could bring over my Switch and play. And he was kind of like, oh, we have Xboxes. Right, but there's crossplay. He had no idea there was crossplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is, you know, to talk. So I was telling the guy, like, shit, if you can't figure out your mic situation, jump in the Discord and I'll just be the relay between you and the other people. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I've got it set up to where I can listen to both the PS4 and my PC at the same time. Like building yourself a little hut here. <laughs> Yeah. Healing up. Damn. Yeah, see, that's something that's just so beyond me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it, it's crazy, you know, the more they've added new features because currently there's, like, a weird bug exploit for, like, the Builder Pro format to where, like, sometimes it's weird. Like, if you just hold, like, the button, it places that type of, you know, wall or floor or ramp. But... You know, sometimes you're trying to switch between like a wall to a ramp to a wall to a ramp. You see, you know, like the push strategies and a lot of these crazier videos. Sometimes it wouldn't react the way you want. And you're sitting there looking at the piece not building. And then you don't realize you're holding forward still. And then you fall down and take some damage and you're just pissed. Apparently, I have learned now that if you hit the other button before you let go of the first button, it not only places all the time but it places faster than if you had just like double clicked the button you know 
So I was like, that seems like an exploit. That's weird. Because right. the, the, the regular function doesn't work all the time. This function works better than if the regular function worked all the time. What's going on here? So, uh, yeah, the crazy thing is, is man, jumping into Fortnite, like I'm an above average, I'd say. Yeah, but I would say so, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy to me when I don't play it for a few days and I run into like a group of kids that have, you know, like this is the only thing they do now. And I'm like, fuck, man, I remember those days of being the like the Titanfall 2 Savage or the Rainbow Six Siege Fuck Savage, you know. Golden chess? See, I yeah. didn't get that lucky. Well, that's a regular spawn for those areas. Oh. Like, it's almost always one. Sometimes you get both up there. Yeah, like, knowing spawn locations for chess. Oh, yeah. Is, like, super critical. But, yeah, man, like, it's crazy seeing the kids that are just absolute maniacs. Yeah that are like raw and warmed up at all times. And here's sad old man, you know, dusting himself off, jumping back into the old Fortnite. I'm almost looking forward to the game that dethrones Fortnite so that I can start playing Fortnite and not play with those kids. <laughs> oh yeah. That's like, the crazy I have a chance thing. now. Yeah. Like any game with PVP that's been out for more than a week. <laughs> Like you, you always run into just an absolute animal. You're like, what do you mean? Cause I was, I was happy talking about Call of Duty to somebody. And I was like, my favorite thing I used to do in Call of Duty was break the in game scoreboard. <laughs> so, like, the in game scoreboard would only show four digits. So, if you got more than, you know, 10,000 points or more, like, it wouldn't show any more. Um, that was always a right. good feeling. Is <laughs> like when you're just like just dominating that hard for the game can't even keep up with your score. Yeah. Jeez. You then you get out to the lobby and it shows your real score. It's like, oh shit, I had thirteen thousand. Cool. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking forward to Black Ops Four here uh, Friday the twelfth because yeah. Because, yeah, like that's kind of become the I, I call it the Swiss Army knife of shooters. It's got a it's got a better PUBG. Yeah, they've got better Call of Duty than it's been in a while. They've got Call of Duty's version of fucking CSGO now. <laughs> they got horde mode zombies with way more shit to do in that now. It's like it's it's everything but Fortnite in one package, basically. I think it'll be interesting when it comes out. See if people actually complain that there's no campaign. I don't think. I mean, I, I mean, if if you'd played some of the previous campaigns, like I talked to like dozens of people I've met in real life. Like, hey, did you see this thing? And you know, yeah, Black Ops Three, like the the psychotic, weird, fucking mental mind fuck that game tried to be at the end like what are you talking about i never play that shit (laughs) i started playing black ops 3's campaign and it was like all right this is fine and they're usually like modern warfare one or two i think and black ops had good campaigns and then like i think that was kind of after those that was kind of the beginning of like we'll half try 
But yeah, they make all their money in multiplayer. They know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, because that's the thing is like Advanced Warfare had a crazy campaign of like futurist, like like futuristic almost. Yeah, like, like space battles and shit, didn't it? And Infinite Warfare was the one before World War Two. That was the last oh, like OG okay. studio game. Advanced Warfare is the one with Kevin Spacey, the seventeen-year-old right. boy abuser, apparently. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you. You're getting Call of Duty, right? Oh, it's, it's paid for. Okay, cool. already. So we'll have that to look forward to. Yeah, also, that, that that'll be uh, many hours of my life, unfortunately. <laughs> I I already freaking pre-orders. I pre-ordered the Swindle. Yeah, man, the Swindle's so fun. I thought about reinstalling it and making another run or two, just because it's like it's it's one of those games that's like like it's going great. You're like sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Like, like you make one mistake, and then you're like, "God damn it! I fell to my death." Like, what do you mean? Like, I was like finishing this high, so I got my jetpack and been able to avoid all this damage. I was right there, you bastards. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, I started playing. Uh, uh, we'll talk about. This is a weird section. I don't know where to put this in. What I've been kind of playing. Okay, well, are you done with Fortnite? We'll go into what we're playing. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we're done. It's just okay. uh, happy to see crossplay. Good times. So I'm gonna go ahead and we'll play another cool little video. <laughs> Uh, what's up, Unlocked Loki? Hello. Yeah, Unlocked Loki in the mixer chat. So, uh, yeah, I started playing... Um, I'm only going to briefly talk about this because I got a few other games to talk I got a few games to talk about this week, believe it or not. Uh, I played um, Subsurface Circular a little bit today. And I don't know if I can get into that game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very text-based... Yeah. Weird. But like if if you make it through, it's a really cool character drama. Yeah. Based on like faceless, nameless robots. I like, think that's the problem. I don't give a fuck about any of these robots. So I don't know. I'm I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm gonna play it for another I'm gonna try and figure out like what's going on and then I'll I'll kinda decide if I'm gonna keep going or not. Um, and then the the swindle. Looking forward to that. That that'll be next week, though. But uh, so today I just I have so many mobile games installed on my phone. I realized <laughs> I was like, all right, well that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play some of these mobile games. That was a fucking mistake. <laughs> there are so many shit games right now. Uh. That just on mobile that are so bad. And one of them I played today was Dig Defender. And it's just a tower defense game. But the You've only slightly yeah, the only slightly interesting thing is like you dig a path. Um so that's about it. Then you build towers. And like as you can see, it looks like garbage. I can't figure out what happened to me that I installed this game. 
Like, did I see an ad that made it look way cooler than it's supposed to be? Or I, I don't even know. I don't know. Did you think, hey, this looks like a bad mobile version of that double fine tower defense game, Trenched, or whatever the, the name is? Whatever the other name is, they had to change it to because that's not the name anymore. What? Yeah, they had to legally change the name for some reason. Really? Yeah, that game's in the Game Pass, and I oh, see the new no, name. Oh, no, it's called Iron Brigade. Yeah, they had to change it to Iron Brigade. They had to change the name? I yeah, I forget why. But it came out on the 360 as Trenched, and then they had to change it. <laughs> that's so weird. Oh, there's a war-themed Portuguese board game trenched, owned by Rui <laughs> Alepio Monteiro. Well, that explains. Okay, and they wanted to make it into a video game. And he owned the trademark. Shit! And that never happened. But hey, we got a new name for Double Fine's game. <laughs> I think Iron Brigade's better anyways. Yeah, it's it's a better name. That, that's a fucking good game. But uh, that's all I'm going to talk about, Dig Defender, because I, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it is the most generic of generic, it looks like. Go play Bloons. That's a good tower defense game. Aren't they on, like, the seventh one of those? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I still play Bloons 2 or whatever the hell I own whenever I play it. But there are good, I mean, and actually the fact that it's a bad tower defense game like, you don't have to do much to make yourself a decent tower defense game. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, fuck that one. Um, I also played a game called Darkness Rises, which is pretty cool. Um, for a mobile game, it's very pretty. I would say it's along the lines of a PlayStation 3 game. Um, it's, it's a hack and slash. You have abilities... And a dodge. Let me see if I can fight some gameplay. Um, yeah, it's a hack and slash. You got some abilities. This is the warrior class. There's a berserker class, which is what I play. Uh, I think there's a rogue class and a wizard class. And you move with uh, the left thumbstick thingy. You know, touch part of your controller. And then you tap the buttons to do the abilities. You can also hold. Actually, you don't have to tap. You can hold. I figured it out today. And you get buttons. And you get better gear. And you get better stats, you get better skills. Um, it's like, as far as mobile games go, it's solid. I've enjoyed playing it. I'm going to play more of it. I'm going to say this kind of looks like that old, was it Infinity Blade or whatever? I never played that. I remember that was a David Buster's in like a giant 50-inch TV. No, yeah, they, because they Infinity made Blade, I think, two you just them. swiped on the screen a bunch, didn't Yeah, you? it was all swipes. Yeah, this is... This is like a traditional game. Yeah, this looks like just an evolution of that format. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, just just uh yeah, like I said, just just a traditional game. Uh yeah, there's abilities, there's bosses, obviously. So I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was surprised. It's got your typical mobile game bullshit with like daily logins and whatnot. And uh, you have to have certain currencies, and they want you to buy the currencies, that kind of stuff. But it's free, so I'm not going to complain too much. Uh, no, oh, I want to yeah. just mention, 
Uh, so thinking about that Infinity Blade, I wanted to say, like, I thought initially people can fly made that. But no, it was Chair. Chair are the guys who made Shadow Complex. What legends? Shadow Complex is fucking great. I actually never, I've never played Shadow Complex. And also, speaking of Fortnite, there's a Shadow Complex poster that pops up inside I some s- of the buildings. I saw that actually in your video. <laughs> yeah. It was in your video. That's kind of cool. Oh yeah, well, yeah, they've got a they've got a poster of like the OG floating map from Unreal Tournament, Epic and they've got published that then because I thought that Epic made that. E- well, Epic owns Chair. Okay, gotcha. and Epic also owns People Can Fly. Right, I knew that. And the other thing I played, let's shit and you shouldn't play it, is uh, assembly yes, line. Fuck off. <laughs> is uh, assembly line. And this game is like is exactly what it sounds like. You have a starter thing that you choose a material, and you have a finisher thing that sells the material, and you're supposed to be able to make that thing better to sell it for more. Problem is, you, uh. In order to make any money, you just have to place them next to each other like they're doing in the video and just let let your phone run for, like, ever. Because you have to get up to, like, 30,000 credits to get the upgrade thing. And it's just, like, I understand eventually being at that point with a mobile game where things take a long time. But, but not, not right off the bat. Like, wait, don't let me. <laughs> I don't have to fucking buy anything. Like, I can't do anything forever. Get fucked. No. Yeah, that that looks immediately annoying. And like I I like when I I play a game where I can like, all right, that's how that works. I'm going to buy this this and this. And then I'm good for a little while and I can upgrade this little thing. But no, this one you just you just have to sit there. <laughs> uh that's just immediately a bad flaw. Let's see. Uh one game that I am absolutely addicted to is this Bricks and Balls. <laughs> it's got a great title. Mm-hmm. It is literally, you aim, you shoot, you hit the block, you have like 60 balls, and you know they can like ricochet and stuff, and you have to hit the block, you know, 50 times, 60 times, whatever number is inside of it, and then it breaks. Um, they'll, they move down every turn. Some blocks can only be broken every other turn. It's like, it, this is my kind of mobile game. This is what I feel like mobile games should be like. Just this simple. Is, what's that? I said this is Arkanoid and Tetris had a baby. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but there's something <laughs> satisfying about getting these little BB things to just fly around the screen and destroying shit. And it's a blast. It's like, it's not a good game, but it's a good mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are the mobile games that I tend to like, or I can just kind of shut my brain off and play something. I enjoy it. Uh, oh, shit, I ran out of stuff. No, I didn't. What? Okay, hold on. I forgot to pull up the video. Uh, I also <laughs> played for like about an hour or so. <laughs> Whenever you messaged me, I, w- I was kind of deep into it. And I was like, I'm just going to keep playing for a minute. Is this Dragalia Lost? This oh, yeah, Nintendo the new game? Nintendo IP. 
mobile phone game. It's really good. You're the first person I've heard remotely have anything positive to say about it. Really? I like, well, okay. I'm going into it on the perspective of it's a mobile game. So (laughs) I don't know if other people expect more because it's Nintendo. I guess I kind of did too. Um, Here we go. But I, I I enjoyed uh the Fire Emblem game, the mobile game. It's pretty fun. Heroes. Yeah. And this is kind of similar to it where you have that unlock system where you have to like summon people. Um the combat's fine for a mobile game. Let's see if I can find any. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> you drag to move. You quick drag to uh, like swipe to dodge. And you just kind of tap to attack things. You have a party that just attacks on their own. Um, you can turn into a dragon. You have different abilities. You have different uh, enhancements you can apply to the character before the fight. It's like, I don't know, like people don't like it. I haven't even looked into it. Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of people, but granted, now a lot of those are professional like game reviewers and stuff like that. People that have played a lot of I guess they think better mobile games. Okay. I, I did not enjoy it. But also, again, it may be something closer to like my issue with Destiny is like, I, I, I see all the problems with it, but it was never going to be a game I liked anyway. Right. It wasn't meant for me. Like it's got, you know, little cute characters. Uh, there, there's a bunch of, there's a large variety of characters. I've got like a samurai, a dude with a rainbow bow for some reason. Um, the sound inclusion. In it is, yeah, the sound in it is really good. The music's really good. The voice acting, as far as I can tell, is pretty good. It's not terrible. Um, the story seems pretty interesting, at least interesting enough that I'll continue to play it every once in a while. Um, I, I'm not saying this is like going to change the fucking mobile world. I don't know if people were expecting. Maybe they were because it's Nintendo. Yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's got a lot of polish. It looks good. Yeah, those well. character designs are pretty good. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, generic anime look characters. There are worse mobile games that cost $20. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if some of the people who didn't like it just were expecting too much. It's got all your typical anime, or not anime. I was just say anime tropes. <laughs> it's got video game tropes. It's got the anime tropes too, I guess. But uh, it's I left a bunch of notes here. Um, amazing voice acting. I like the graphics. I don't know if I should say amazing voice acting because I don't actually know. It's good to me. Um, yeah. You can transform into a dragon. There's lots of different dragons. There's lots of different wep- weapons. Uh, you build a team. Let's see. Uh, eventually, you can. There's like a little castle down there you can unlock. I don't know what that is, but I'm super interested. Uh, it has a manga built in. There's like 13 chapters already, and it looks like a really well drawn manga. So I'm probably gonna read that. Yeah. I I don't know. As far as like Nintendo getting into the mobile game with Mario and Fire Emblem, and now that, and not to mention fucking uh, Animal Crossing. I think they're killing it. Like this is kind of your standard mobile game with all the mobile game bullshit, like Fire Emblem. Yeah. 
But it's good. Also, little story segments. Unfortunately, you know, no one wanted Mario Run. I like Mario Run. Well, I'm just saying, no, no one paid for it. Like, oh, it failed okay. financially. Oh shit! Like Fire Emblem Heroes, the only one they've had success with currently. Probably because it has that mobile game bullshit. Yeah, because that's what the market in Asia wants is that mobile game bullshit. Like, like the sheer like dollar spend, like the Asian gamer market and like yeah. China, Korea, and Japan throws at gotcha shit like that is insane. There, there's a reason why, uh, you know, Tencent bought out uh, the guys who make Clash of Kings and Clash of Clans. Right. Because or Clash of Clans and Clan Royale, that company, because that company is literally worth like five hundred million dollars or more. Yeah, <laughs> which it reminds me of the thing we were talking about last week in regards to Bungie and their their patent. I looked up that company NetEase. Yeah, uh, they paid a hundred million dollars to Bungie up front for them to develop a new project. And apparently $100 million only gets you like a minor stake in Bungie. It's like, how much fucking money is Bungie worth? Oh, if probably they, shitload. Like, like they, they shouldn't be though. Like, like, I don't, I don't see the valuation there. I mean, not to mention destiny. That's done extremely well. Don't forget about halo. Yeah. But that's Bungie has no control of that. They don't own that. They still made it. Yeah. But you know, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> Destiny too. <laughs> well, that, this conversation ends here. <laughs> like, like, sir, I, I asked for a bowl of cereal. You shit on my nostrils. You're welcome. Uh, I did play one game that was not mobile. Uh, I forgot about this. Link got it booted up my Switch right before we started. Um, I bought King of Fighters '94. And man, I have not played a KOF game in a while. These games are so good. I needed a fighting game on the Switch. I bought that uh that weird Street Fighter game that was like thirty dollars, not the collection. The other one. Man, the original like Street Fighter Two port? I think so. And it came with like a bunch of weird features. Yeah, well it has a lot of gallery stuff. And it had like a weird like Hadouken mode thing. Oh yeah, the the the, the Joy-Con like motion Hadouken thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they announced uh the collection. So I just I think that I I called Nintendo and had them refund that. <laughs> They'll do that sometimes. Yeah, like hey man, let, let, let me get that money back. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing King of Fighters, like it's really good. I'm this is like probably one of my better purchases lately. I'm really, really enjoying it. I because I bought fucking Final Fantasy 15 portable, whatever, and I've barely played it. I know Bob's played a bunch. Yeah, and instead I've been playing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy King of Fighters. Like I said, I just needed a fighting game on the Switch, just anything. And I think I got because I bought something else. Oh, I think because I bought Final Fantasy, and then I bought the Swindle. So I had a bunch of gold or whatever built up. So I only paid like a dollar for this. Yeah. You know, nice. Going back to mobile games, did you see the newest trailer for the Ghostbusters world? Oh, no, I've never heard of that. I don't I don't. So 
So there's a <laughs> Ghostbusters Pokemon Go game coming out. Yeah, I heard. And man, it it, it looks like a Pokemon Go game I would actually play. Because guess what? You can battle people. It's something you do can other you? than just... Yeah, they're, they're straight up like... Three deep fucking ghost battles, PvP. Yeah, I the, give, the I like playing Pokemon Go every once in a while. Like I will play Pokemon Go for like a week. I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. And then after a while, it's like I haven't progressed. Uh <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's nothing here. But uh yeah, like I, I never installed Pokemon Go because I knew immediately I have no interest. It took me a long time to install Pokemon Go. Like, I didn't... Oh, no, I think I did initially. And then, like, I caught a couple, and I was like, this is it? (laughs) Uh, This isn't a game. This isn't Pokemon. This is, like, missing all of the interesting things about Pokemon. Yeah, this is missing the only thing I liked about Pokemon was fighting. (laughs) I think they're actually missing out on all kinds of shit with Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah, there's... Way other pro, way more of the problems, especially since I live kind of rural, and it's a fucking yo. Know, you're just sifting yeah. through fucking chaff at that point, looking for a tiny morsel of wheat. But why at that point would you not put in battle? I guess there's like the gym thing, which I haven't. I've only done like once, and I don't understand what I did. Um, and I've never done a raid, but yeah, why not do battling with your friends, and why not? with the AR mode or just not even necessarily with the AR mode, why not let you train and play with your Pokemon? Like, Hey, you Pikachu. And then they get more powerful. Cause that's like the big thing in Pokemon that we've never really been able to do is train, like actually train the Pokemon. So I, I think they're missing on all kinds of opportunities with that game. Yeah. But, uh, so the reason why I mention it is cause, I, I met you because we were both fans of Kind of Funny. Yep. And Greg Miller is in his Ghostbusters outfit in that commercial. I haven't actually listened to the audio. I only watched uh, like the, when they had it on in the background. But yeah, so like if, when you actually get to the parts of that trailer, the, the actual game, it's like, yeah, they've got like, you know, shooting, you know, the 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 lasers at the ghost to weaken them throw the trap out to catch them like pokemon you know the pokeballs but then it's just straight up like all right i got a level 18 slimer and a level 12 this guy and a level 12 that guy like i said it was like three on three team battles a fucking ghost on ghost pvp man i was like what that actually looks kind of cool i didn't realize that greg was going to be so prominent in it yeah, like, hey, there's a guy near where we need to film this commercial that has an entire already customized suit yeah. for Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and he's also got a SAG card now. So, like, really, I didn't know that. Yeah, because because I th- I think he filed for it back when uh he had done a bunch more of like the game voiceovers. Oh, okay. Okay, see, I haven't or seen. Actually, any of no. This. I think it was because he doesn't have a SAG card yet. Is that he was a scab? <laughs> this was a non-union job. <laughs> Battle other players. Yeah, dude. Like, like it's straight what? up like, better Pokemon Go, but it's Ghostbusters, so it won't be as successful. 
because there are psychopaths that just want Pokemon. This regardless looks like, of yeah, this looks like Pokemon Go in like two years when they actually add some of these features. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, like straight up team battles, man. It's crazy. Stay and there's a big boss fight. And I felt bad. It's like they're making an objectively better game from everything I can see. And they're not gonna succeed as Mo. I don't know, they might. It's no, it's like the, Ghostbusters does not have like like Pokemon is literally the most financially successful franchise of all time. Pokemon has made like seven hundred billion dollars. Like <laughs> Pokemon as a franchise is is made more than a lot of countries have ever. It may not be as big as Pokemon Go, but I yeah, think I mean it, it'll, it'll be successful. It'll, it'll stick around for probably two years. You know, like it'll have its its crowd, but it's not going to literally break cell phone networks in certain cities because <laughs> there's like eighty thousand people jumping on it on day one. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty registered for it. Yeah, man, that's exciting. I I just <laughs> assumed it was just the Pokemon Go ripoff, which it is, but with a bunch more features. Um, yeah, with it, cooler stuff. I think that it, it'll be even more exciting for me if there are literally hundreds of different ghost models and types. That's exciting. Yeah, because they have free reign to make up whatever the fuck they want at this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that like is interesting to me about Dragalia is every time I'm getting these characters, I'm like, oh, shit, you look cool. I don't know what you are. And by the way, I forgot to mention, it did say that uh, you're going to get to learn about their characters, these random characters you're unlocking. You get to learn about their backstory after I think you level them up or something. So that's kind of cool. Oh, they open up like you know, loyalty quests or whatever from like OG, but like Bioware games. Maybe it it was some kind of like, I think you just learned about the character's lore or something. So yeah, you can be like, Oh, that guy looks cool as shit. He's going to be in my team and I'm going to learn about his lore. So it's kind of neat. But that's what I've been playing this week. Uh, Let's see. So you've been playing stunt man. So stunt man ignition. (laughs) was part of the games with gold this month oh okay so like i clicked through and i found some new stuff from game pass and i downloaded all the new free games for ps4 from you know playstation plus and games with gold and man like playing this like because I was thinking about the history of Reflections. Reflections are the guys who made the original Driver, Driver 2, Driver 3, and the first Stuntman. Okay. Uh, they did not make this game. This company you see that made this game is called Paradigm, I want to say. They're the people who made Pilot Wing 64. I'm not even sure what that is. Did you? Uh, really? Yeah. Like it's It's like... There's only like three launch titles for the N64 and Pilot Wings is one of them. <laughs> I was too fucking young to care about launch titles. God damn it, I guess I'm old. Hey, anyway, Pilot Wings. did the 64 come out? Like 96? So I would have been six. Seven? Fuck. God damn. I realize I am like quite <laughs> a few years older than you when you say that. I was like, pull a knife. 
<laughs> Fair I enough. was 10. So, wait, you're what? Going to be 28, I guess? Yep. I was born in yeah, 1990. So, so yeah, I, I was 10 and guy stabbed me in the leg. Damn. <laughs> like, it was a small knife. It wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> All right, but, badass. Uh, well, no, like, legitimately. It's just like he he missed everything vital. I mean, it was like four stitches, and I had to get a new pair of jeans. So stuntman. But yeah, so I played this after something we'll talk about in a minute. After Forza Horizon Four, because like man, I remember liking stuntman, yeah. and I remember trying out Ignition, but I don't remember if I ever really played Ignition. So I started it up, and I was like, oh wow, they really did just like do ripoffs of like every like goofy action movie that had like car scenes. So like the very first story you do is like a straight up knockoff of uh, like Dante's peak and like the Pierce Brosnan volcano movie. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a knockoff of like the Dukes of hazard. Hmm. Now are you saying this in a good way? Well, like they're they're all goofy and silly, and like you're playing a guy who's a stunt driver, you know. Oh, yeah, I like the concept of the games, but uh, I had forgotten like how terribly this game played. Huh. As far as like the driving is super weird, like like it works well enough in most areas to actually complete these challenges, and the game itself is you know perfectly functional but yeah it's just like it's just like mid-grade low budget thq r.i.p thq long live thq yeah (laughs) and uh yeah there's a reason why this company got shut down like literally as soon as this game shipped like paradigm died like the month after this game came out apparently I feel like making a game about being a stuntman would be a lot of fun. Like <laughs> you could probably make some pretty cool shit with that. Yeah, like I said, the original stuntman was really cool because yeah, they never just used like, it. this. It was the same driving, you know, physics mechanics as the old Driver One and Two. Okay, but with a kind of similar setup to this, with just like older presentation, essentially, like. PS2 era car driving and not early, early Xbox, you know, 360. Yeah, the driving doesn't look too good. No, it reminded me of how many like game, like, like games used to be simpler for the worst reasons. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because I, I, what was that awful launch 360 game that was like car combat? Oh, it made two of them. Uh, where is it? Like, oh. <laughs> I think I own it. Where is it? Oh, it's hidden. I know what you're talking about. That game's fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, full auto. Full auto, yeah. But it was so like simple and not good. <laughs> and I think the, re- kinda, the fact that it is simple makes it pretty good. 
Yeah, like it, it's functional. Yeah. And but like no, the, I, the driving I, wasn't great, but it looked cool, especially at that time. Like oh yeah, that whole games like that that was a tech demo for all intents and yeah. purposes. And then you get to the second one, like, oh no, like there nothing of this premise holds up anymore. Yeah, I didn't know there was a second <laughs> one. I had no yeah, idea. They made they made a second one. Huh. But uh the thing this started reminding me of is like how many hours I spent playing the old driver and reflections games because yeah, there's a weird point in my life when both two companies that s- start with the similar word reflections remedy, like both of those games are like both of those companies made so many games I played way too many hours of because you know remedy made you know the Max Payne games and the reflections made driver, the and then. I was going to say, then I was thinking about like Reflections because Reflections is one of those companies that got bought up and merged into Ubisoft. Oh. And they've been, you know, working as like, you know, secondary studio on a lot of projects. And then I thought about it once I realized this like a year or two ago. I was like, did everybody with talent leave Reflections when they got bought up by Ubisoft? Because every fucking driving system and every goddamn Ubisoft game is literal AIDS. Like, <laughs> oh, and like modern ones, all of them. Like the first Watch Dogs was upsettingly uh, bad. Yeah, I didn't like Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs Two is just okay. Okay. Ghost Recon Wildlands, like, hey, it works. Like, <laughs> I was like, Wildlands to me, like, it's not a crucial part of the game. Like a fucking stuntman game. Yeah. It, yeah, it works. Like I said, it, it's functional. It's like yeah. the driving was in all the Saints Row games. Like, yeah. Like the, the, they get it you from point A to point B. Right. It doesn't take you out of it because it's bad. Oh, it did for me. Oh, it doesn't for me. But then again, you know, I was a guy who spent, you know, who knows, like probably 200 hours of my life doing all the license challenges on like Gran Turismo 3A gotcha. See, I'm not. I don't play racing games. Well, I don't anymore, I realize. And we'll talk about that with Forza uh, in a moment. But yeah, like when driving feels wrong, like it, it really sticks out to me. Yeah. Because, you know, there are games where like when the driving works just right, I know I can just drop in and do certain things and they function as planned. Like Doing a reverse 180, doing, you know, donuts, things like that. Like basic controls that if you know how to do those in an actual car, like they work. Like that's the one thing I've always loved about, you know, the GTA series is like they were smart enough when they went 3D to say, hey, what's a company that's making cool driving stuff? Criterion. Let's pay them for their shit and put it in our game. Yeah. So back when GTA 3 came out, they had paid Criterion for their car physics modeling and their body damage modeling and implemented those as well as they could with the systems they had in place. Right. But I think the issue, thinking about reflections and the driving in all the Ubisoft games, is one of the kind of things that's also the brilliance of a company like Epic is that Ubisoft switched over to like, I think it's called like Anvil next is like the game engine. They're kind of stuck using for all of their games. Right. And, you know, 
Epic's had the beauty of, you know, working on one engine for like 15 years. Yeah. And hiring developers with specific talents for specific parts of that engine. And not just trying to clutch together a couple of guys to, you know, make something that's a, you know, an all purpose tool, which most of those don't work as well as special built. So I, I think it's kind of the limitations of the system to where even if the people with the talent that have made cool driving tech for all the old reflections games, they, they can't get those to work within the system. Did you, uh, did you ever hear the story about need for speed to run with, uh, like every car, like embedded inside the car model, they had to put a gun. What? <laughs> so, yeah, apparently Need for Speed The Run was the first game that wasn't Battlefield that came out that was built on Frostbite. Okay. Once EA switched over to Frostbite. So, for everything. So, with Need for Speed The Run, like the engine would break. Frostbite is not meant for racing games. They've since, you know, had a couple years to work on these tools and improve, you know, the environment. But apparently to get the fucking cars to work right, they had to hide an actual gun (laughs) inside the model of all the cars to get it to render properly and not break everything. So like like if you go into like the the file editor and like zoom in to any vehicle, you eventually find like a a pistol or something stuck somewhere inside the body model because that was the only workaround they had to get shit to not break isn't this the need for speed that was like really bad well most of them have been bad since underground 2 okay I was about to fight you (laughs) uh well you know the thing is is like the last one that came out was just okay need for speed underground is so good yeah but uh we need a remaster of that it won't happen just because of the licensing of the music. Oh, shit, to, yeah. Because they had writers on the storm for Need Street Underground 2. Snoop Dogg covering a door song. That's that's like half a dozen people that got to get paid for that song. I forgot about that. <laughs> but uh, Ghost Games are the guys and gals that made Need for Speed, just the one called Need for Speed from a few years ago. Yeah. And the most recent one that came out sometime late last year. But uh, that first one they put out, the one that's just called Need for Speed, I actually really enjoyed that. But I don't know if I enjoyed that because I got it for like 20 bucks. Or if I would have hated that game if I would spent full price on it. Didn't one of them charge you for gas like real money? No, that was a thing people... Like that rumor came out and they kind of had like early documents about, but I don't, oh. I don't remember that ever. Like that was a thing like that had been in the kind of their planning things of things to potentially try out. And I think the okay. story got out and then he was like, no, we're not going to charge you for gas unless they did that. And I played it well after they took that shit out because people were mad. But the issue with both of those ghost game need for speed games is that they're always online. So yeah. people would be trying to play their their single player racing game, and then their cat would trip over the Ethernet cord, and then the game would like hard quit back out to the main menu, and they'd lose progress. 
Yeah, that does suck. Because you couldn't play it at all offline, and people are still mad about that. But like I said, the game itself, like the way it works, was cool. Like it was the first one of those Need for Speed games in a long time where I didn't hate like the the feel of the driving. Uh, that game was really fucking annoying with weird like car tuner culture of like <laughs> yeah mad hoonage bruh yeah the newest one had like a random role for parts and stuff I know that yeah that the, the newest one is like you're like it's like a bad Fast and the Furious movie and you're inside like a fake Las Vegas yeah, it was like an experiment on how not to do microtransactions. That's Battlefront 2. And oddly enough, with that game, like it didn't operate that differently from the last Forza games. Huh. But but the Forza games, I guess, you know, functioned better overall and people just, you know, yeah. didn't say anything. Like pe- nobody complained about the game they liked. They just said, oh, EA's fucking up. Let's dogpile. That does happen. But granted, they fucked up magnificently <laughs> with Star Wars. They did. Yeah, you also played uh, Forza. Is it Forza Horizon Four? It's Forza Horizon Four. Okay. Yeah, Bob asked me the other day if I'm gonna get this. I told him no, and but I do have Game Pass, so I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm it's not part gonna of the spend Pass. sixty dollars, but ten dollars. Yeah, fuck, whatever. I'll play it. Yeah. So like when I was listening to people talk about this and I'd seen some like impressions and reviews come out for it. I was like, man, people are really throwing like high nines, 10 out of tens for this game. And I started playing it and I was like, wow, this is fucking immaculate. Yeah. Like this game is absolutely fantastic, but I can't be bothered to give a fuck about it. (laughs) Let me ask you this. I don't like, Gran Turismo. I'm a Need for Speed guy. Am I still going to enjoy this? So that's the whole point of the Horizon spinoff of the Forza series. So Forza Motorsports is the super dork nerd, weird, like heavy duty car culture shit that started, you know, like all the Forza games have been like drastically better than most of the Gran Turismo games because they put a new one out like every other year. Yeah. So they're iterating and working on it. It's not like, you know, um, Polygony Studios in Japan just sitting there like crafting this one weird game every six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I started playing it and I remember seeing a lot of people say, you know, it looks amazing and yeah, in motion it does, but if you stop and look at any of the individual parts, you see a lot of shortcuts to get this to look so good, you know, in motion. Uh, but you know, that's the you know, that's the cost of doing business. Is like some of the shit looks really weird, but when you're driving as you should be, like it looks absolutely fan fucking tastic. I was gonna say this the, the fucking hot air balloons and stuff. Yeah, the hot wow. air balloons. There was a race I did where, like, there's just random, like, fireworks going off at night in the distance. And I was like, man, that's cool. But, you know, like like you said, you didn't like, you know, any of, like, the, the more race sim kind of games. 
Okay, the, yeah, this, I see now, like, I'm on the store, I'm trying to find this so I can start selling it on the Xbox. I never noticed that there's for right there's Forza Motorsport and there's Forza Horizon. Yeah, Horizon is the goofier, less serious version. But that's the issue that comes up for me is like the driving of this is immaculate, but it's sim racing still okay. predominantly. Yeah. So it's not like a game like Need for Speed. You were talking about those mobile games. You like a game where you can just kind of turn your brain off. Yeah. And you run on autopilot. You have to know how to drive well to just not fail repeatedly at this game. Okay. Like you always have to be paying attention to do well. Like you can't turn your brain off. You've got to be focused on it. Gotcha. And that just was not clicking for me. Like I absolutely appreciate and respect. Oh yeah. I was, I was complaining. It was like, man, this is some real representation and inclusion, but nothing that looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> like all these skinny jeans wearing idiots. And they all have hair, you fucks. And they all have hair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was like, God damn it. Can I get like one sad chubster in here? <laughs> Doesn't even have to be white. And, like, just give me just give me one guy who looks like he gave up 20 years ago. <laughs> This game does but, look like I'm interested, man. Like, yeah, like, like the, the way the presentation bugs me a little bit with like the, so the whole thing with the horizon thing is like, there's the horizon festival is yeah. what's going on. So like, it's this, it's this awful, horribly destructive, absolute giant piles of assholes, just going to a spot, picking it and just partying in their cars for months. So it's like, yeah, this is cool. I like the concept. And then you realize, man, these poor fucking people that live here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Penny Arcade did a comic about that, too. But uh, like so in this one, you know, there's like a lot of those little like rock fences. You just bust through yeah. and small trees. You just like, you know, like, dude, I just did thousands of dollars of property damage in a small neighborhood. <laughs> My bad, yo. <laughs> At least I got influence. This, this just came out, right? This just came out, yeah. And, Tuesday and I, is when it released to the full public. It's on Game Pass. I love that. Yeah. This is one of those games that, you know, if you had bought, like, the 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 deluxe edition with all the extra shit mm-hmm. and, like, the future content releases, you got it, like, three days early. Okay. Just, you know, just an, an additional incentive upon all the other stuff. It's like, oh, hey, Shadow of the Tomb Raider also did that. Like, if you bought, like, the the big boy version, the season pass stuff and everything. Yeah. You got it a few days early. And then I feel bad for anybody that did that. Mm-hmm. And if you want <laughs> but, to know why, uh, go check out the old podcast. <laughs> which, uh, brief non sequitur into the Shadow of the Tomb Raider thing is, like, I mentioned our discord the other day. It's like, I found out like hearing other people's like responses and reading a few reviews. Like people said, yeah, this is a really cool story. And I was like, what fucking game do these people play? <laughs> like, and, and then I heard one person talking. I was like, yeah, I just, I just love sitting down at the campfire and hearing her talk. I was like, Oh yeah. If you sit down at the campfire, which is a spot you go to, to save your game, fast travel, 
upgrade all your stuff. She starts to monologue, or yeah. if Jonah's nearby, she has a conversation with Jonah. But the fucking game stops that audio and just skips it, never to be heard again. If you open up any of the fucking menus you came there for. Yep, the second one does that too. Yeah, I forgot how much I hated that. Yeah, I, she was saying something really interesting, and I opened up a menu and she stopped, and I was like, "Oh, you stopping for me? No, keep." T- <laughs> and then he back out, and she doesn't speak again. You're like, "Yeah, you mute fuck, speak, goddamn it, speak." There, I mean, God of War does that, where like you know, heads telling a story and get on shore. And he's like, "Ah, another time," and he fucking starts again. Next time you get on the boat, that technology exists, Lorecroft. Yeah. <laughs> Don't act like it doesn't. We fucking know it yeah, does. So like so much of like her actually seeming like more of a human character and not being an absolute psychopath happens in those kind of like monologues. And it's, I missed all that because it, I played the game yeah. like fucking normal and didn't sit there and stare at a screen I didn't need to be at for fucking a minute and a half as she fucking, you know, shits out of her mouth a diatribe of hey, it wasn't all my fault. <laughs> It's kind of like, and I'm pretty sure Bob does this. He'll start telling you an interesting story. And then, you know, if something happens, something comes up. And it's like, what were you saying? I don't know. Like, you should know you were saying it. <laughs> you were saying this. This was your brain. Did, did like, minor visual stimulus just, like, shake the Etch-A-Sketch? <laughs> that is your short-term well, memory? With this, Bob? Like, yes. Yes, it did. It's just like, ooh, squirrel. Yeah. It's but, literally uh, like, oh, really interesting, interesting story, interesting story. I got a text message. Uh, like, what were you saying? Oh, I don't know. I got a text message. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> go back to the story. Oh, I can't. Just shut your fucking phone off whenever you talk to me. <laughs> but yeah, so sliding back into Horizon here. Slide back. It's like there. right back in the MDMs, boy. <laughs> anyway, uh. All right. Uh, there, there's these stunt challenges that have you driving around and like cool cars. This is what made me want to actually start up Stuntman. Okay. Is that you're doing these kind of like driving long sequence driving races that are you know setups for like stunts in a movie, and you're the car driving double because apparently you know this just happens in random England countrysides. <laughs> all the time but uh yeah it's cool they have this weird uh like the history of cars and video games okay. like quest line that opens up later on yeah i don't know man like like so much of this game world, right it's an open world it's, game. it's a it's a free roam open world that's cool and as you break through stuff like the design of it like as soon as, like like one of the things i heard people talk about is something i also really appreciated was that as soon as like you hit start on the main screen to start the game. You see like a minor transition scene of cars driving a little bit of setup, like 30 seconds and then bam, you're already driving. Like it just gets you right into the game and there's always shit to do. Like there's a button dedicated to pull up. uh, I think it's called Anna. It's like your AI navigation assistant. Yeah. And you can just hit like down on the D pad and it pops a few options. I need influence. I need this. I want to just play around. Oh, okay. And it auto marks like uh, one of the events nearby 
on your GPS and you drive to it and bam, you're right back in the action. Uh, I forgot initially that, you know, Forza, it's an always online game. Yeah. But there is an offline mode. And so even if you do dip into offline, you'll still see cars with other users' names above them. Okay. So, like, Forza's been doing this thing for a few years called the Drivatars, which is like them doing cool stuff with their data sharing tools. Mm -hmm. So it'll look at, like, your performance and times and certain events and, like, the style of driving you've done through events based on, you know, how often you smacked into shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it builds like the AI of these other cars around you. I feel like that's been around for a while. I know that was in Marvel versus Capcom three. There was like shadow characters that you could find based on your friends, how they played. Yeah. So the driver cars have been around since the 360 era of Forza games. But, uh, but so uh, what would you say is the difficulty level? Is this like it's like, got a lot trouble? of options there? Okay, like, you can turn it on to much simpler mode where, like, I hit I did well enough in the couple of races. It said, "Hey, do you want to turn up the drivatar difficulty?" Okay, to the to from average to above average, and I said yes. And it does a beautiful thing of if you do go up the difficulty. It gives you just a hard chunk percentage increase to all your XP earned. Oh, okay. So you're not just, you know, having shit, you know, be more difficult. You're also getting rewarded for it. But if I'm on a simpler mode, am I going to have to grind a lot more? Not really. I mean, that stuff, all this stuff comes pretty fast. There's lots of events to do. There's always another thing popping up on the map. As soon as you open up one thing, you get through some of these things and bam, a whole new event starts that does a whole different thing. Like you go through the stunt things for a while. It opens up like these dirt tracks because like, you know, the dirt, the mud, the ice, the snow, all those affect your traction. And then all the cars, you know, handle differently according to, you know, their weight, their tuning, the speed you're going at. So like I said, it's, you never really can like turn your brain off when you're in the middle of a race because you can accidentally like oversteer a little bit too much because you hit a little patch of mud. Yeah. And now you're never going to catch up. I'm all right Cause, with that. Because, yeah, Forza is the one thing I've always loved about Forza is that there's no rubber banding. There's no catch up. Okay. So, like, if you fuck up, or the AI fucks up. Yeah. They're not just going to magically shoot past you out of nowhere. Just come up like a fucking speeding bullet. It's like, hey, I was doing max speed in the fastest car in this game. Right. And this car just showed up out of nowhere and passed me. Like, this, I'm doing 200 miles an hour. How fast is this fucker going? This asshole with the blue shell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Communism in action. <laughs> so this but, is uh, capitalism in action. <laughs> yeah, this is capitalism in action. You paid for the more powerful thing, you win. All right. Did you just <laughs> but, change uh, your license plate to Trollolo? Yeah, well, at the start, <laughs> like you can, you know, customize your license plate. That's amazing. And so, like, at the very start of this video, 
I went and tried some goofy things to see what it allow. I think at first I tried cornhole. <laughs> it said no. And then I tried butt stuff and it also said no. Do you think they get uh like readings, like they get that information, they're just like, What the fuck's wrong with this troll beard guy? <laughs> I was like, What is wrong with all these people? But yeah, also the thing that always weirded me out every time it happened was that since, you know, in my Xbox profile, it has my name, Charles. My name is one of the names they have the AI be able to say. Oh. So all of a sudden, I'm looking at my phone. Oh, I love that. And then the game just says, okay, Charles. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Don't do that. That's weird. (laughs) Like, it weirded me out every time because I wouldn't be paying attention. I said, Hey, Charles, let's get back to this. It's like, no, this is weird. Stop. That's awesome. I wish more games would do that. I actually love that. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, it, it, I, I appreciate the idea, but like, I always forgot about it long yeah. enough for it to happen again and be distracted. Then it's like, okay, Charles, let's get back to it. Like, little stop. You imagine like being out in the kitchen or something and hearing that, like, hey, Charles, let's go, let's have another race. Like, the fuck <laughs> yeah no i'm leaving i'm i'm burning this no, place down <laughs> no i'm i'm setting this xbox on fire that would be great yeah you get xbox on your phone too it could talk to you through there <laughs> yeah but man like i said like i understand the more i played i played this for like a solid hour and a half and like all the all the things i saw that people you know respected and appreciated about this game I was like yes this game is fan fucking tastic. This is one of the best games that'll probably come out this year, but it's just a driving game, so most people won't give it a chance. I do that kind of shit annoys me whenever it comes to like maybe not necessarily game awards. The stuff I watch with like kind of funny, they did give a lot of props to Madden with the long shot mode, but in general, games video game shows are like, it's a, it's a driving game. It's shit. It's Madden. It's shit. It's NHL. It's shit. Like, no, it's not Uh freaking. Well, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think God of war. That's a shit game to people who like this. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's all perspective. People that don't like, you know, varying degrees of difficulty, like hack and slash games. People that don't like nerdy stuff, they're like, that game looks like shit. I don't yeah, it's like it's magic and weird <laughs> shit. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. That's And that's why when, when, on our Discord that one day you're like, well, Destiny is just a, I can't remember how you were, like, shitty game. I'm like, no, you just don't like it. Well, again, I also, like, there are strong aspects about that. Of course, that, right. And we talked about that, that like a podcast or so ago. <laughs> that are absolute shit. Like, that... I, it seems that they're finally changing their their way somewhat of abusing yeah, their audience. Right. Of like, oh, hey, we're just going to arbitrarily gate you for the longest grind possible. And then you're going to thank us when we make it slightly easier and you get more stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> Carrot in the stick. Just yeah, anyway, it's, though. It's just stuff like that where it's like, that's a shitty game. Like, no, it's shitty to you. Not to everyone else. Yeah. But like I said, like. The design of this, like playground games yeah. being acquired by Xbox, I, I I am fascinated to see what they do going forward because they've been making immaculate games for years now. 
And now they got Microsoft money. And now they're getting well, they always had Microsoft money. Like yeah. they've but now they they have, hey, we is Microsoft boy. Yeah. That's why I'm excited for State of Decay three, because the Undead Labs is like owned by them now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they, they'll actually have a functioning game that's not busted every other time you load it. Dude, that game's getting worse apparently. Everything I've been reading on the subreddit is like, well, there's new bugs and none of the old ones are fixed. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> like that that company is like super small too. Yes, they're trying it is. to do like super deep, weird interconnected systems. Like, Very ambitious. Like, stuff. I can't stand that game, but man, I, I absolutely respect like the layers on layers on layers. Yeah. Of almost like if Dwarf Fortress with third person zombie action. I'm just so glad that I finished that game when I did, when there were less bugs ish. Uh, yeah. Every time I'm like, I'm going to go back to State of Decay 2. And then I start thinking about all the problems I had. And I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'll wait for, I think there's even been new content and stuff come out. Yeah, that game. I'm looking forward to them figuring their shit out. That's another yeah. game that's kind of more of a tech demo. Because you have Playground Games going about you know forza here is like there's enough talent there to where it makes me think of you know when guerrilla games was given a chance to just take a couple years off and then they push out you know horizon yeah because i loved all the kill zone games but those were you know except for like two and three the first kill zone was like this weird like level based almost like halo knockoff it's the only one i played which i liked it yeah i played the shit out of that game i still love the weirdness of like there's a shotgun in that game that has a secondary fire to fire both barrels yeah but in the multiplayer if you pushed both triggers it fired three shotgun shots somehow (laughs) so like like there's only two barrels on it, but it but it took both inputs and applied both effects. Oh, so it magically see. shoot three shells out of two barrels, and it would just one shot everybody. And my friend I'd be playing with like split screen. He's like, dude, how are you killing me with one shot every time? I was like, <laughs> I don't want to tell him. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my surprise because right. I could just be an asshole to him every now and then if he starts to do well. But like the campaigns. And Killzone 2 and 3, like, have some of the greatest, like, of that era set pieces of, like, fantastic, like, crazy scale insanity going on. Like, at the end of Killzone 3, there's, like, this giant walking fortress thing that's, like, shooting these buildings you're hiding in as you're trying to, like, fire rockets into it to break off plating to shoot us, like, heat venting things to make it explode. And like you run into these buildings to hide from the, the volleys of shots and the buildings are being destroyed slowly, you know, as it, as they're getting hit. So they're crumbling and just des- destroying. And then you literally see this gigantic thing. That's like 15 stories high, like the scale of you, you know, interacting with all this stuff was absolutely crazy. The stories were always dumb, you know, but that's to be expected with most shooters. Yeah, I really hope PlayStation 
Oh, that's one thing we didn't put in the news docket is the backwards compatibility stuff. Yeah. Uh, So figure that out. Yeah, because with like that particular patent, so it was initially filed as a placeholder like two years ago. Well, let me put it on the news docket. And you talk about Westerado. Sure thing. News after that. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, I, I played some Forza, then I jumped into Stuntman, then I closed out like last night. I played some Westerado. And it's it's one of those games that's a small indie game published by Adult Swim Games. So like it has cool presentation. It's essentially like a side-scrolling adventure game. But like the main premise is essentially the board game clue. Okay. So like you you're at this ranch, you leave trying to chase down one of these bison, you come back your family's been killed. Your farm's been set on fire. Damn. And your your brother gives you a clue about who did this to you, like you see here. And apparently, I think this auto-generates on different playthroughs. So, like, the clue of who it might be, you know, changes based on your run. What? How so long like here, shit. I don't know. Like I barely played for like thirty five minutes, and I was already like twenty percent of the map explored. Huh. So it's not like super long, but as you go through, like it's all text based. The shooting's really weird. Like you've got to manually pull out your gun, click the trigger once to cock the barrel back, the hammer back, and click again to fire. The left trigger like manually reloads bullets. Two hours, by the way, main story, according to how long to beat.com. Yeah, like like I said, I, I can already tell I have a lot of progress for the short little bit I did. But yeah, so you go through and you talk to people, and I come around, you know, very shortly and run into my uncle. Which is where my brother told me to go find 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 uncle. He'll help you avenge us. But and would you go, he you talk- be in another one through? The uncle. Yeah, the okay. like I think the initial setup of the the quests and options are the same. It's just who is actually the person in this gotcha. world that actually killed your family. That's where it becomes different because you'll see shortly when I can actually stop and talk to my uncle. At any time, it shows you on the bottom as you're going through and you're choosing options. It says right bumper, pull gun, you know? Right. Like Like you can just pull out your gun and accuse anybody you talk to. Huh. This is pretty rad. I had no idea that's what this was. Yeah, like, I like... I like what it's doing, but I just don't enjoy playing the the game part of it that much. Yeah. Like this is one of those things that I love the way you go into beds, you just walk into them, yeah. <laughs> and, like start and, and your character model just walks back out. Yeah, like that shit made me giggle every time. I also just to try it out, I shot my uncle. <laughs> 
And then he just turns into a ghost that still helps you. He's like, God damn it, boy. Why'd you have to go and shoot your old uncle? You killed it, boy. But I'm still going to give you hints. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, like like I said, the, this, the, the, the actual combat, the shooting part that got weird. And there's so many little layers of interaction I wasn't expecting. So like you see up there on the top left, the barrel has three hats. Right. So your HP is all three of your hats and then your body. So like imagine like ghouls and goblins, like you break off your armor. Okay. Then you can only take one more hit after that. So by the time you lose all your hats, then, you know, you're one shot. But you can shoot hats off of other people, pick them up and get health back that way. Uh, you can find other hats that do other things. Like I got kind of stuck in an area where Ghost was following me. He was trying to help me, trying to have me help him find his body. And it was down like a dark tunnel. And in one of the towns I had stopped at, like on the way up to that part, there was a minor guy with like the little hat with the light on it. I could have, you know, gotten from him somehow. And then I can walk through those tunnels and actually have a light. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that's where the the real like old school adventure game part comes in. It's like there's there's quests to do and all this dialogue to happen. But like I said, the shooting there's they there was so much of it towards the end before I'd like stopped playing. I was like, this is like the weakest part of this game is the combat. Why are they making me do this like every other screen? Because like it really is, you just like lining up the point of your, the the line from your barrel is where you shoot. Right. So it's super easy for everybody to miss. There's friendly fire, so you can kill anybody in the game. As you run between bad guys, banditos, they can accidentally shoot each other. Um. Also, I got killed by a coyote. Yeah. Because in one of these areas, I go up to like this graveyard. There's these bandits hanging out. And I start fighting them. And all of a sudden, this like coyote runs up, steals my fucking hand. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I'm dodging bullets. And then as I'm fighting another guy, he runs up again, steals another one of my hats. Like he just slowly like stole all of my hats. And then I win the fight. And I'm like, well, fuck, now I have no health left. And then I kind of get close to the coyote and he just jumps up and rips out my throat and one hit kills me. I was like, you fuck. Damn. Like, and I was like, like, I did not know the coyotes could steal my hat. And then there's other animals you come across that have other interactions. Like you'll see like random buzzards that are flying around. If you kill people and you walk away for a sec, the buzzards will land on the dead bodies and start eating them. Like all this weird like layers of interaction yeah. like an old adventure game should have just with like a, a mediocre side scrolling shooter thrown in there. Right. But uh Yeah, like I said, like it's it's really interesting the whole premise. And if you pay attention and actually follow the quests and go do these things, like like you said, it's two hours at most. I may jump back in and try to finish it up, but I was losing interest fast. Yeah. 
You just walk around shooting they, people till you find them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was shooting people, and then I hit like that random wall. I was like, oh, fuck, do this. I got to go back, find this person, do this quest, get this item, come back here. Started to get like super backtracky. Also, this lady was like, she's talking about, you know, nobody wants to listen to her. She runs everybody off because she just doesn't shut up. And you you keep hitting continue and you go through the thing and then it loops the conversation. Oh. And then I realized like she's talking about like people just, you know, walk away mid conversation. How rude. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like, you know, my, my, my first boyfriend, you know, the one that I really loved, he never, you know, got mad at me. It's a shame, you know, he didn't hear that buffalo charging when he got ran over. Apparently, the first boyfriend she had was deaf. That's awesome. <laughs> I just couldn't hear. So, <laughs> so yeah, at one point, I just had to walk away from this woman. By the time I realized, it just looped the conversation. I was like, oh, man, what the hell? That guy, his villain is in his name. Just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. This guy's looked interesting. There's a lot of personality in here. Yeah, like I said, it's it's really good presentation. I like the art. I like the style. I like how much small details are going on. It's like the birds flying down. You walk over towards the birds. They scare up, fly off. Chickens run around. There's bison out and about in certain areas. You can shoot them and, you know, they die, I guess. I don't remember there being anything you could loot from them. It's not like you collect materials. There's places that go, you know, to buy new hats there's a whole store that sells nothing but hats. Place to buy guns. I mean, I want to play this just because, like we've talked about before, I love having shorter, neater experiences. This looks like it'd be one of those. Yeah, one of the weapons the bad guys use was like a bolo. Like oh, little, okay. Like balls with rope. Is it bolo Bro- or bola? Bolo, I okay. want to say. Yeah, bolo. But yeah, so like wrestling thing. (laughs) But yeah, like I was walking by and I get into the fight and I start shooting the guys and I wasn't paying attention. This guy throws the thing and it just like wraps your arms up and you can't like. So I was just sitting there, just like shuffling up and down, left and right, dodging bullets until I could break free and finally shoot again. And there was a guy that had like a double barrel shotgun. Like when he'd fire, it'd throw him back a little bit. How do, you, uh, there was how do you break free from the bolo? bolo? Yeah, I think it's just a, a time thing. Okay. I don't remember hitting any buttons to like shake shake out, but there was a guy that had double pistols that you know fired on two different lines instead of just one. Huh. But you know, it takes much longer to reload. Like when you do reload, you gotta like click the left like trigger like every single time to load yeah. one bullet at a time. Yeah, like I said, there's there's a lot of cool character. There's some funny, silly writing and goofy bits. And, like, the whole, like, clue premise of just, like, you go do quests and you get a new, like, hint as to who the bad guy is. And you can just go out there and randomly challenge people, get into a fight, and you'll be absolutely wrong. And the cops show up and be like, hey, man, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, I saw a little bit of money back there. You just went and grabbed it. This looks really neat. I'm going to have to try this. Yeah, it's part of the Game Pass. Hell yeah. 
I so love that game pass. Yeah, I, I I've got like the rest of this month. I want to say before mine expires, but I got two months because I got that that uh, special thing. Yeah. Then yeah, whenever yours expires, it's probably around the same time mine does. Yeah. But yeah, like G- Game Pass is cool. Uh, speaking of something similar with Sony, they reset all of their free trials. I heard about that. So even if you had used the seven day free trial before, or if you had been an active subscriber, like everybody can go back in now since they added the ability to download stuff. Yeah, give it another shot. Yeah. You can go in and give it another shot again. That's for a smart because a lot of times with those services they do something neat. It's and you've already had a free trial. Oh fuck! I wish I would have had that. Sony's like, yeah, but you can't. <laughs> That's pretty smart on their part. Also, I had also seen talking about Game Pass. Like, apparently they have a promotion in the UK at Burger King. Well, like there's like a five dollar meal box or whatever that mm-hmm. comes with like. A seven-day code. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, Westerado is neat. I'm curious to see if I jump back into it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. have to try and play that. I'll have to finish it and let you guys know how it is. But I think uh, now we're going to get into the news. So we'll do a little video. <laughs> and that clip there is appropriate because uh, we do have Fortnite news we forgot to talk about during the Fortnite segment. Uh, you can support your favorite content creator with Fortnite in game purchases now. Or now? Or it's going to be a thing. Uh, it starts, I think, at the end of this week, all the way through the end of the year. That's another impressive thing about Fortnite is like when they announce something, it's like, and eh, it's a now thing. It's <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not. Oh, hey, we we have plans. We'll maybe do an update in four months. Destiny, uh, <laughs> old Destiny, not not current Destiny. I guess they're they seem to be a lot more up to date with putting out new stuff. They're on it. They got it figured out. Maybe, hopefully, maybe, hopefully, they keep this pace. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so go ahead. I was going to say, I looked into more of the detail. So, like, any V-Bucks earned in-game, uh, there's a percentage going to the streamer of your... the content creator, the person of your choice. So that includes even, like, doing the weekly challenges and save the world that give you a couple V-Bucks. And not even just you paying real cash money to buy V bucks, they still get a small cut of that too. Okay. It's like every V buck transaction in the entire game, a little bit goes to the person you choose and you can choose a different person at any time. It's like, Oh, Hey, I bought, you know, a $10 pack of V bucks. Give a little bit of money to this guy. I like his videos. He really helped me out saying, Oh, Hey, this guy's entertaining to watch, you know, at lunch break. You know, at work, all right, I'm going to switch over to him Yeah, and go grind, save the world. And I got like 600 V-Bucks. All right, he gets a chunk of that. Yeah, because, so from next week until December 31st. Yeah, okay. But yeah, like that's the crazy thing about Fortnite 
and Epic is like good guy Epic because like they're like, hey guys, we're succeeding. We're bringing everybody up to our level that yeah. we can. Because when they released all the assets for Paragon, when Paragon died, they slowly rolled out all those assets to be usable within Unreal Engine 4. Uh, they changed the entire payout model to give people more payouts in the Unreal Engine marketplace. Oh, wow. So, like, they went from, like, like a 30% cut, like most every store does everywhere, to like a much smaller cut. They they don't take as much money, and then they back paid everybody for the difference in percentage from the start of the store. My buddy just started playing uh, Fallout 4, and he didn't like the the mod store thing. I told him, I was like, well, it's just people. It's not the, the developers. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's people getting some money for the work they did. Yeah, it's not the developers it. trying to cash in on shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, a tiny I mean, bit. They get a little cut. Like yeah. anytime you buy credit on like, you know, iTunes or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's a little money goes to them because they're hosting all the services and putting it available to you. But um yeah, my roommate bought way too much shit. Yeah. From the fucking just because, you know, he's playing on a PS4 like most of the time. And they have some weird cool stuff in there of like neat skins. It's like, hey, it's a dollar. Yeah. I've looked at it. There's a lot of very cool, very like professional. Like it could have come from the dev. But I guess that's, that's also one of the testament to Unreal Engine. Well, Fallout 4 has nothing to do with Unreal. Oh, right. Never mind. But either way, it's a similar <laughs> premise of like Unreal Engine. Like those assets, yeah. you know, you sell yeah. them, you buy like that license to use the those assets from professional people. There are there are like small studios that are like intermediary studios, like you know, how reflections has come come to be. They they work for other companies most of the time. But they, you know, occasionally put out their own projects. A lot of those guys from those companies can put out, like, here's some sound from our sound designer. Here's some, you know, character models. Here's this little bit of area. Here's this whole, like, rendering system to do this effect in your game so they can earn a secondary income for their company or for themselves in their off time of when, you know, they don't have an active project going. And now they get a better payout ever since Epic made that change a while back. Like, that was the crazy thing. Is people are like, oh, cool. That's neat. You know, you're just going to take a smaller percentage now instead of 30%. Yeah. It was the back paying everything else through the entirety of the store. That is of like all, all of the sales you had had up until this point, you're going to get your percentage back to the difference Damn. of where it's at now. Which is insanity. Like that's how much goddamn money Fortnite is making. Yeah, is like they're 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 getting everybody on the come up. Like everybody, we're having a fucking party because that's what Epic seems to be doing. They've always been a cool company. Just you know, traditionally, like their experience of like the projects they worked on, like that that insane heyday of like 
end of PS2, Xbox, going into PS3, 360, where like every other game coming out was on the Unreal Engine, and they all kind of looked the same. It worked the same. Yeah. But they were all cool. Like it, it reduced, like when more companies were using middleware engine solutions and not all making their own. Yeah. It allowed them to iterate with weirder ideas. That's where that middle grade, like, double a like thq space of games happened and isn't that part of the reason why rocket league exists yeah rocket league uh psionics they were uh like the guys there that started psionics were asset creators for the vehicles and unreal yeah. tournament way back in the day yeah so that's pre- that's pretty much why we have rocket league there's a lot of companies that started off you know yeah we talked about both chair and people can fly. But if Psionics had to make their own engine, we may not have ever seen anything like that. Yeah, because they wouldn't have had the time or money to yeah. devote to that. I mean, look at PUBG. Like, yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't have had PUBG. We wouldn't have Fortnite. We wouldn't have a lot of things. Yeah. Gears of War, Siphon Filter. Not siphon filter, but splinter cell. Oh, I'll just say siphon filter. What the fuck? Siphon filter is 989 Studios, the artist currently known as uh Sony Bend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. They're making a game called Days Gone that comes out next year. It does look good. Speaking of It's Sony, one of those games where mm-hmm. like people just like, hey, it's a zombie game, fuck that. It's like, no, like like they're doing cool, insane, weird shit with their open world. Like you may not like the zombie part, but there's interesting shit here. But anyway, Sony. Yeah, Sony. Uh, they have registered a new patent for the backwards compatibility. You had written a whole thing about it, so you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, like, like I mentioned a bit ago, you know, like the 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 weird speculation on this whole thing, as, as like I, that was the thing. Is like I saw that story as it broke through reset era and this website reported on it like as it happened when they noticed the thread and read into the patent uh it's called uh remastering uh fuck what was it replacing legacy like what was i'm trying to remember the exact like phrase they use uh, let me see I clicked the link here in a second. Remastering by emulation. Oh, okay. Okay. So they had filed of the placeholder patent like two years ago. And it was just like earlier this week that people realized they updated that patent and actually put some details in there and actually made it more of like a real patent with an actual description for a technology or service, you know, something patentable. And so essentially how it breaks down is that in the code, you know, each asset, I mean, that could be anything, textures, sound, bitmaps for like the ground, the physics, like code, code.c, like any of the assets within that file they can just take and apply a, a, a hash value, just like an identifier. Right. You know, this is asset 
0x3952b, you know, and they could go through and mark anything in that code for that game with an asset modifier or an asset identifier. So then with the patent here is they can swap any of those identifiers out with a corresponding identifier for the new file. So in a game, you know, like this is what kill zone. Yep. All right. So they could go through and you install this game from like your disc. Like this is, this is the potential if they're actually doing backwards compatibility, like none of this, this is all rumor and speculation, but you know, what's the point of remastering thing and emulating at the same time. And when you could just, you know, have a company do a remaster and be done with it. Right. So this is kind of like a tool to do most of the work for you automatically and not have to dedicate a team to all of the details, you know. Well, you're still going to have to make the the textures. It depends on like the layers of what they're going to do. So in in the Discord post I mentioned there are some, you know, already upscalers built into certain emulators. Okay. To where it just upscales and, you know, multi-samples the texture you already have to a higher resolution. Okay, so we're not necessarily going to get uh, Crash HD. Uh, what is I it? mean, you could it, yeah. with, this, with the same technology if it functions, you know, the way it's listed. They could, you know install like an hd texture pack right but somebody would have to make that hd texture pack that would have to be made right so we wouldn't necessarily be getting something like crash we would just be getting something like what we're seeing here with kill zone with the original textures just made not pixely yeah just just upscaled and right. rendering correctly for the format you're showing it on because if you just put kill zone in on, on a playstation and then up Resed it. I know. I don't think you'd be upraising. Maybe it would be upraising. It would look tremendously worse because all the t- the textures and everything are going to stretch. Yeah, but that's where like smoothing scalers, like Lanxos and right, all the all those all those fun weird image processing tools. Uh, so this would essentially, I'd imagine, like if we're just doing like upscaling the textures, like. The like the installation will probably have it run that process once and then cache those files inside the game install. If Sony comes out and says, you know, we're putting the PlayStation 2 marketplace on the PlayStation 4, I might go get a PlayStation 4. Well, I'm not a nostalgia guy, but man, there are some games on PlayStation 2 I love. Like, well, there are like the PS2 classic. Yeah. That are like slightly improved versions with trophy support and other features added that are modern. Yeah. Like pretty much all the PS2 Rockstar games are on there. Killzone and a couple others. No, no kills on one. But that's what I'm saying. They could, if they figure out this like automated process almost, and they're like, all right, all the PlayStation 2 games are on. Like if they figure out a way. Because, you know, everybody gives Microsoft props all the time for releasing these games backwards compatible in slow chunks. 
If my Sony is just like, all right, everything's here. That would be crazy. Yeah, because, you know, speculatively, you know, you could almost guarantee right now, like if PS5, if this is a feature being built for PS5, you know, this would at least give you the option right off the bat for PS1, PS2, and PS4 emulation right out of the box. Why not PS3? PS3 still a motherfucker. Yeah. Like it, it's it's legitimately easier to take the Xbox 360 versions of these games and get them working on the PS4 than it is to get the PS3 version working. Oh, shit. That's because yeah. the chip they used or something? Yeah, so that's that's the crazy thing about like the issue of emulation for gamers with the PS3 era is like Sony and IBM kind of fell on the sword of like multi-threading and you know asymmetric processing and multi-threading CPUs. Fucking powerful when it came out. Yeah, like it's still like insanely useful. Like there are server farms of PlayStation threes. Yeah, there were server farms of PlayStation 3s running entire branches of our military. Yeah. <laughs> because the the whole cell architecture there is a dedicated chip for e- like so you think of multi-core CPUs. In the case of the cell processor, each specific part of that multi-core processor was a dedicated tool for a dedicated process. So like this, this part of the chip only renders these items. This part of the chip does this. So you only had to spool up and queue in the parts of the chip you needed for the specific action. Mm-hmm. So you could, you know, kind of background noise the other cores you weren't actively using for the bulk to, you know, help out. So like when you got games that were optimized, once, you know, ICE is like the internal, like, technology team i want to say that's their name in sony okay like they're the people you contact like if you need to really figure something out like they're the people that show up and help with all the first party stuff to where you see like first party ps3 ps4 games are fucking fantastic looking right and they run well because these guys are fucking digital wizards that know every inch of metal and how it functions and how it's supposed to work. So that's why like late gen, like PS3 games still look good. Right. Once they figured it out, because the main issue with PS3 was, well, Sony also uses like a, like a, uh, I want to say like a very specific, like audio format. And that was like, part of the big fuck up between them and Bethesda was Skyrim. Okay. Skyrim had way more issues on the PS3 than it should have. Huh, Cause you know, that. Bethesda has a trash game engine. That's <laughs> been around for fucking 20 years. Right. They need to like scrap entirely, but they don't want to do that. And, uh, that like they had to like, kind of like fucking bolt on, compatibility for a the weird rendering and processing part like the whole the whole computing pathways were entirely different than how their system was built to run originally and then there's also like the weird hiccup of like the audio formats sony was using 
and then them having to work that in. So like they fix one part, then fuck up this other thing, then they get this working, then all right now this is being weird over here. So the DLCs for Skyrim came out like months later on PS3 and almost didn't happen until those guys from ICE showed up and helped them solve their fucking shit. Okay, get your shit together, Bethesda. This isn't that hard. (laughs) But yeah, so this is going to be crazy to see where this patent goes because right now it's speculation like this patent could, you know, end up being nothing. But if the technology does become something, it's absolutely fascinating to see what they do with it. Yeah, I hope they do something with it. Something something good. They've showed a couple of games. Killzone and SOCOM 2 up there. I would love to play those. I, I would I guess I could always emulate them, but it's not the same. Yeah. So uh, yeah, with mm-hmm. I was gonna say with PS3 games, even still currently, there's a lot of PS3 games because of like the coding they had to do to get it to work, you know, as well as it does on that hardware. Like guys have like 1080 Ti's that are like redlining at all times, trying to get those games to run at 30 frames per second. Wow. On emulation, because like they don't have any of the hardware for those specific tasks. So you're trying to emulate multiple different layers of smaller CPUs. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, like that's the crazy thing and the nightmare like of the PS3 era of like how fascinating and how amazing it was for those games. But then how much shit like it piled into Sony's life when they made bad decisions. <laughs> like in their infrastructure and like the hardware, the system, like how hard it is for them to do anything. Cause they would love to do the backwards compatibility like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they, they would sell so many games. Cause you'd see when modern warfare two came to backwards compatibility, modern warfare two for the 360 was in the top selling games of NPD that month. Yeah. You know, like Sony has a gigantic catalog of games that you know they're like oh hey here's this version go buy it on the store five bucks you know yeah. like the shit the crash E-shop, bandicoot you know. and uh spyro those could have been just a sony thing but now it's everywhere but yeah so yeah i i hope they do something because i i see the people that are like they're just like hard out like there's no backwards compatibility in the ps5 like they just won't even humor buying it i was like Backwards compatibility means absolutely fucking nothing to me. It's a really <laughs> nice thing. But it, yeah, it's, it's it's okay if, you know, like you're thinking about going back and playing those games. It's like other than like the curiosity I have right now of going in and playing Red Dead and finishing that before Redemption 2 later this month. Yeah. Like I mean, I could have just watched a synopsis video and been done and like two hours yeah i will say like i said that if they announced this for ps4 i would go buy one i would go buy a cheaper ps4 not like a you know a, a newer one or anything i would buy a used one and be happy if they said everything ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 on ps5 i'd be like all right cool i'll buy one eventually <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's not a console buyer for me at that level but at a 150 200 level 
Yeah, I'd probably buy that. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. not a it's not a system seller. It's not a system breaker for me. Yeah, because there are so many like absolute fucking masterpieces that are PS3 exclusive games. And it's driving people crazy trying to emulate that shit. Yeah, I actually I made my uh, my friend's PlayStation Four my account like home console or whatever you call it on PlayStation, um, so they could have my PS3 games. Yeah, I imagine you know how well that went. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ooh. oh, there's nothing here. What happened to my account? Looked it up. Oh, PS3 doesn't work. PS4. Shit. Okay. <laughs> That's a yikes from me, dog. <laughs> I, I I had forgotten slash wasn't aware. So but uh moving on, we're gonna talk about or rather, we're gonna talk about it because it happened. The world of Harry Potter. Is that what it's called? Oh no, it's just open world Harry Potter. Uh we well there's called. like the Wizarding World is yeah. I wanna say, like well the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is the actual name for the for the what? For the entire Harry Potter franchise, it's not just Harry Potter. Right. The name is, you know, it's like A Song of Ice and Fire is Game of Thrones, but everyone just fucking says Game of Thrones. So, like, um, so there's, like, two names people had out there that are, like, Magic Forever Ew. and something else that sounded really fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but, like uh, Forever. Yeah, so, like, the actual gameplay footage... Like, I saved a copy of that YouTube video I had linked. Yeah, we're my, sh- I'm showing images right now. It's not the video. And then I forgot it was there, and I deleted that folder. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, like, the like Warner Brothers, like, to tell that this game is absolutely real, Warner Brothers fucking, like, the Hammer Bros from Mario, just fucking jumping throwing the goddamn copyright strike hammer at everything, just machine gunning, like, hey, pull this down ASAP, like this thing. <laughs> yeah, so this what happened is- was apparently these people were approached in a shopping mall to watch a trailer and complete a short survey, and they get eight bucks. They were told cameras or phones weren't allowed, but they weren't confiscated. So, way to fuck up there, because you know people are going to record. And they recorded some video of an open world RPG and it to me it looks pretty fucking awesome. I'm really excited about this. What is Avalanche made? So this is Avalanche Software, not Avalanche Studios. Avalanche right. Software made like most of like the Disney licensed games and That's they right. made Disney Infinity. Infinity, which is fun. I have Disney Infinity. I enjoy those games. They're, they're- like all of all the games they've made have been well-working, yes. cool, and fun games. They've never been amazing. Right. Infinity included. But, Infinity is, like, it's fun. But I yeah, didn't put but a whole given lot like of time the, into it. Like, the time and budget and, like, the turnaround they had for being, like, a fairly smaller studio. Yeah. Based out of Utah, which is weird. Huh. I guess, you know, it's cheap to live there, so... When I first heard it was the Disney Infinity guys, the first thing that came to my mind making this Harry Potter game is, oh shit, they're really good at world building. Because that was one of the best parts of Infinity was all of these Disney uh, 
licenses in one world and just the way they all kind of blended together and the way they use those assets were really fucking well done. That, that yeah, also, one of my favorite things about Infinity. Like, uh, they made the Toy Story 3 game. Okay. That had a lot of, like, really cool, like, small detail stuff in oh. there for, for the world of that movie. And, you know, like, like all the shit they've made have, has been, like, you know, fairly budget, but really fucking fun. Like, you're okay. not mad at the time you spend. Right, like Infinity is not like one of my favorite games of all time, but I enjoyed my time in that world. Like most people like the actual game of Infinity more yes. than any of the other like Absolutely. Toys to Life games. Absolutely. Because cuz they knew what they were doing as far as making a game. I but, found um, myself getting lost in Infinity quite a few times. But the thing is with Avalanche Software is that they got closed down a while back oh and got resurrected so when disney killed off their entire games division uh i want to say at the end like sometime in 2016 that's when in disney infinity got canceled they closed closed down avalanche software somewhere after that warner brothers bought that company their properties you know, like all their IP that they had. Cause they had made like two or three, like original games. I want to say, well, no, they've always done licensed stuff. Cause they did like a Rugrats game way back in the day. They did like the cars two, cars three, toy story three, Disney infinity and something else. Well, they, well, they bought up the, the, the company and the space. They, I think they bought the actual building where the developers had been and they reinstated the original CEO. Okay. So I don't know how many of the original Avalanche crew came back in to build this, but they've had about a year and a half since, uh, you know, Warner brothers bought them to have started making this. So it's probably going to be a while before we see, this is still probably at least another year or two minimum. If I was Warner brothers though, I would just go ahead and release the footage. Like, okay, you guys are seeing like really shitty versions of it. Like this camera. Here's what it actually is. And you know, just so you know, this is very early kind of thing. But yeah, the, the crazy thing to me was like, so like (laughs) everybody who covered this story always had to mention the guy's name that leaked it. Yeah. Yeah. This is like vape bro or something. Vape this bro. So anyway, a lot of people initially thought it, the story was fake until like he posted like the video, and they they thought they thought it was dumb. You know, I was like, "What do you mean mall surveys?" It's like as soon as I read that, I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Because when I was living in Dallas, I lived. Uh, like in, in suburb area called Grand Prairie for a long time. And there's a mall right there by Six Flags, the theme park. Yeah. Called the Six Flags Mall. And I'd be in there like in the weekdays, like like after school time, every like few months, you'd see somebody standing out with a clipboard. If you stopped and you talked to them, 
most of those people were coming through. You went to like a test screening of a movie. Yeah. So there were so many different movies I saw as a kid <laughs> that were the pre-release versions that had different scenes in them than the movie you saw. Yeah. And then I also got like 10 bucks for doing it. They do that at Universal Studios. They have an area you can go to. If it's open, then they'll show you stuff. But yeah, so this is them going in and getting like feedback from multiple people in a different area that they think has enough like variety of humans yeah, to get some different things going on. And this but, is Warner Brothers or Avalanche hiring a little company. I don't, I don't know if it's a little company, but it's a company that does surveying. So like this company really should have taken their fucking phones. Like, <laughs> yeah, they fucked up that then. happened. Yeah, because if, if this vape guy came out and said there's an RPG based on Harry Potter, people would be like, yeah, sure, whatever. But the fact that yeah, he was able to show video gives so much, so much validity to that. But because I posted like the description he gave. Um. Let me scroll back and see. Uh, so we get a little bit more details here. Damn, I, I posted way too much shit. I didn't know he gave a description. Yeah, like in his initial post, he gave the description of like the cue card they read to tell you, hey, this is the product. And then they don't tell you what it's for. And the video rolls and you realize it's, oh, oh, it's fucking Harry Potter. What do you mean? Damn it, this is way back there. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, like he had a description of exactly what they told him. Fuck. Did I post that in the the regular one and not the podcast one? Yeah, I don't see it, but that's okay. Anyway, so yeah, the... Uh, just the band hammers alone tell you that this is real. Yes, absolutely. But uh, the thing I, I, I really want to talk about first, like part before I found the original thread, said that, you know, there was a rumor that this was being made by Rocksteady Games, the company that made the Arkham series, because yeah. they're owned by Warner Brothers, or at least they have a exclusive publishing deal. I think they're owned by Warner Brothers now. Um. I and then I was, by them, yeah. And then my immediate reaction was Harry Potter RPG. That sounds cool. Rocksteady making it. No, don't do that. <laughs> it's like I have no issue with Harry Potter. It's just like those guys can do so much better. Give them a chance to make their own shit. That's what I was thinking at this point. I would like to see what they could do with their own IP. But apparently, they're working on more uh, DC stuff. Doesn't surprise me. But again, but again, it's been. 2014 was when Arkham Knight came out. Yeah. So it's been great. four years. It's been four years already. Hopefully since we get Arkham that Knight Superman game. I doubt it. Like. <laughs> I'm hoping. Just because. Like I, people just want to know what the fuck it is. Yeah. More like, or less. Like just get, just peel the bandage off. Let us know. Bre- break our hearts. Cause did you ever hear the the rumor? Rumor about what? About a uh, Rocksteady that might be making a Ninja Turtle game. Ooh. 
But again, you know, that's just more of like what Arkham was already. Like, give him a chance to do something else. Yeah. Use something. Yeah. Make something other than like a beat him up. Yeah. But that was like the weird transition of emotions I had immediately. Harry Potter, that's always been neat. Brock said, no, don't. Not them. No, don't. And I was like, Harry Potter is perfectly fine. It's just, I, 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 like, I personally, for me, it's yeah. like that franchise at this point in its, you know, existence is beneath what Rock said he could be doing. I hope it is a studio like Avalanche, somebody that, like, look, guys, you guys make good stuff. Make something incredible. Show us what you're really capable of. Well, like I, I said, it is Avalanche. Like, we know that. Yeah. Because Avalanche got I mean, resurrected. Yeah, I mean, the, the original Avalanche team. Yeah. Like, we don't know how much of them. Like, is it Avalanche in name only kind of thing? Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the guy ran it there. Yeah. And he hired people because that was another part of, like, the confirmation that Avalanche is the one that was making a Harry Potter game because there was a job listing from, like, a year ago. Right. That was talking about British folklore and, right. you know, knowledge of British history and silly stuff. I was like, what else could it be at this point after you see that video? Like, it's gonna suck to write those job posters. It's like we need somebody who knows Harry Potter, but we need to post something that doesn't say Harry Potter, but we need to post something that says Harry Potter. <laughs> well, yeah, because also like today I saw Gorilla Games. We just talked about them a minute ago. They hired two of the guys that were primary, you know primary head people for rainbow six siege oh i saw that yeah because one of those guys had already worked for guerrilla games before okay the 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 game director for siege was also like one of the lead map designers and gameplay leads for kill zones 2 online okay which was really good so yeah that guy's back with guerrilla games and then the other guy was a, was a you know gameplay systems engineer, stuff like that. One of the guys you know that helped build the system that is Siege, you know the entire like Damn. loop of why that game's so fascinating. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation right there, even without seeing like the job post. They hire two guys to do multiplayer. Apparently, they're going to do multiplayer next time. Yeah. <laughs> Which they already had a multiplayer studio. They closed down in England. Gorilla Cambridge, they yeah. they had made um, the Vita Killzone game, and they also made that Rigs, the VR shooter that came out of the launch of PlayStation VR. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen it. It, it was a smaller studio in yeah. England. Cause, okay. Cause I want to say uh, Gorilla Games is like from like Holland. Yes, something like yeah. that. They're Dutch. It's somewhere over in that part of the world. So uh, the next bit of news we have, the last little bit of news we have, is that we finally got confirmation on the Walking Dead game. And it's going to be Skybound is finishing it up. Yeah. So apparently Big Papa came in and said, hey, my company started a games division. We're going to negotiate these rights out. And try to hire on people from Telltale. 
to go ahead and finish the last two episodes of the Walking Dead final season. Did they say they're trying to hire people? I hadn't seen that. That's what I was looking for. Like that was the statement of. <laughs> let me find the little post here. I have it that here. Was, uh, we're yeah. so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with Telltale Games that will allow Skybound to continue hashtag The Walking Dead the final season. Let's wrap up Clem's story. Right, more details to come soon. Let me open up their Twitter. Yeah, so here's another part of like. They announced at New York Comic Con. Hi there, New York Comic Con. Kirkman confirmed that Skybound is taking ownership. Telltale's oh. The Walking Dead final season and will finish the season. Skybound will work with members of the original Telltale team to finish the story in the way the fans deserve. This, so, is, this is best case scenario. Yeah, this is this is about as good as it can get, you know, for the handful of people they can, you know, bring on to do the work needed because not all 270 something people are coming back because right before this news popped at New York comic con, another one of the teams from the skeleton crew of telltale games got laid off. Right. And it's like, man, that's just like, that's gotta be sad. Just seeing another like, small group of like cubicles stand up with all their shit and walk out the door. It's like, who's going to be the last man standing? Telltale Royale. <laughs> what is Skybound Games made? Because I see on here Slime Rancher and the Long Dark. Yo, they, they I think they're, they publish and fund. Yeah. I don't think they've, they're actual developers. Interesting. So they're kind of like, you know, like Annapurna Interactive and uh, Devolver. They come in and get games made. They don't make games. Yeah, okay. So they published Slime Rancher in the Long Dark. Uh, due to the collapse. Tell Skybound Games will take on the task of finishing up the two episodes. So they must have a team. Or they, I guess, yeah, no, I guess I, they're building a team. Yeah, it looks like they're you know contracting out people. Huh. Yeah, I mean, this is best case scenario. I don't know that the game is going to be better because Skybound is involved. I think it, it I mean, it's not going to be, this is just best case scenario to get it finished. Yeah. We're, because we're, Skybound is the original parent company that owns the walking dead franchise. Anyway. Yes. But I seriously so, doubt that we're going to get another season after this with a new engine. Like we were supposed to, I bet Skybound just has the rights to finish this final season. Well, no, this was going to be the last thing for the Walking Dead period. That's right. You know, you're right. But we're it not going to be. New... There's not going to be a season two of The Wolf Among Us. Right. That's more of what I meant. Yeah, we're not getting a new Telltale engine with these new Telltale games. But yeah, this is kind of. I mean, it is a good thing for both, you know skybound to want like this is nothing but positive for skybound yeah that's true because this is their property there's a lot of fans involved in this you know like this is a small investment to you know both look good for their company and you know have a product they can sell and make their fans happy you know it's it's a win-win for everybody it's just still you know, unfortunate the entire scenario oh, yeah. in the first place to lead to this. 
And this is something I mentioned on the podcast before. Like when these two episodes are are said and done and people make money, obviously a lot of that money is going to skybound. Well, when that money goes to Telltale, who gets it? Like the CEO, the former CEO? How does that shit work? That's so weird. I mean, so Telltale still hasn't closed, like, but it will. Well, they haven't filed for bankruptcy. Okay. So that's what makes this really weird. So, like, if they were to file for bankruptcy, that's when it's just like, okay, everything's flushed. Everybody's fucked. Since they, since they haven't filed for bankruptcy, they probably like any money coming in is probably you know paying out. Right. The severance packages they had for the people at top that had guaranteed, you know, payouts. And then the majority of that money is going to be going to the debtors, the people they owe money to. Right. But then any positive cash flow, I just wonder where that goes. I mean, they're like, who knows how deep in debt. Oh, that's true. They're, they're not, they're never going to sell enough to go positive cash flow. That's scary. That's sad. Because The Walking Dead is currently delisted now. You really? can't buy episode one or two of The Walking Dead final season. Oh, shit. Like, everywhere? It got pulled from all marketplaces, like, last week. Oh, okay. I missed that. So, yeah. there There is no current cash flow at all. So, I guess once Skybound releases stuff, they'll probably have to put that stuff back up. It'll probably be published under Skybound yeah. and have a whole different deal. Yeah, I guess so. Essentially, uh, it looks like they just came in and bought back their own rights. Yeah. Maybe, or they just got permission. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even think they need to buy the rights. They just needed permission to finish making it. And once the company goes away, yeah, those rights will go back automatically. So who knows? They either just got, you know, permission, some kind of signed contract, like, hey, yeah, you're going to end up with these rights anyways. At this point, I'm just kind of speaking out my ass. <laughs> uh, speaking of rights also, just real quick, of, like, the beautiful thing of uh, Andre Sapkowski, the guy who created the Witcher franchise. Oh, right coming in and saying hey like my lawyers are showing up we're suing for 16 million that's back royalties for everything you own me and i was directed to find an interview uh that vice had done i found found this uh and then also heard austin walker the guy who runs waypoint for vice their gaming content coverage yeah um, they did an interview with both uh, Andre Sepkowski and the Russian guy who created Metro and kind of asked them both like their opinions of like how 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 is this you know experience for you of selling your baby to be made into a franchise that's a successful video game franchise. And you know, even then, you know, before Sepkowski sued, this is like a year or so ago. Like he was still like fucked him. He was mad. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, hell yeah, man. Like I sold way more books in way more languages than I ever expected after these games came out because people actually care about this franchise now. And he <laughs> he was like, Fuck you, Andre. Like you're stupid. 
you're a miserable cunt. Like, <laughs> like he was just like shit talking the other guy yeah. directly to his face, essentially, for being a like just a grumpy fuck. Like you fucked up. That up. People people care about your franchise now. Yeah. Like take take the positives and how much money you're still making now out of you know royalties on your book. I wonder if he's even tried negotiating with them, like not for the temper tantrum. Well, because like I want to say, like, you know, like translated into U.S. dollars, like they just did a, like a one-time payout for like around ten thousand dollars. Well, from for what I understand, rights. they wanted to give him royalties. Yeah, they said, "Hey, man, we'll give you royalties." Yeah. He's like, "No, this is fail," because this is shortly after like the Polish TV series had come out. There's a TV series. Uh, it's called Hexer. I want to say. The fuck? It, yeah, like it failed miserably, huh. and no one cared about. I think that series was on like Amazon Prime or Netflix for a while at one point. Weird. Uh, but yeah, like the TV series failed and nobody liked it. And he's like, now nah, fuck it. Pay me now. Like <laughs> miss me with that royalty bullshit. Pay me now. That's and almost, so they, uh, uh, you don't believe in your own product almost. Well, he just didn't believe in their skills yeah. to make it. Well, I don't think he knows anything about video games from what I understand. Yeah. And then also like, the the beauty of CD Projekt Red is that they made like this dark, weird, like long winded, you know, fantasy version of traditional Polish folklore. Yeah, it more palatable. Like it made it easier for people to actually want to you know engage with it because it gave you a tool to actively have to engage with it by right. making decisions and I mean, by making choices. Is it shitty? That he's not making more money than he is on the Witcher franchise, like yeah, kinda, but it's also what he agreed to. But yeah, the the interesting thing is like in at least Poland, I think, or if not, like the the wider EU, there's a law place to essentially say, "Hey, I got fucked on this trade deal. Let me go back in and renegotiate." <laughs> like. Like there's legal precedent for him to actually get paid out oh. on this, if it you know if it gets you know approved through court, so it's gonna be something to look forward to. Because people also kind of started asking about, well, what's up with Cyberpunk? Because Cyberpunk's a board game, and then if you go like check out Cyberpunk, like the actual Cyberpunk YouTube, the official channel from CD Projekt, like Mike Pondsmith, the guy who made that thing, is like doing the narration interviews for like all their shit. Like the guy who created it is their front facing spokesperson for cyberpunk 2077. Oh, wow. I think they're, I think they're okay. Yeah. I think, I think they have a much better, healthier relationship with Mike sure. than they do <laughs> with Mr. Sepkowski. Well, it sounds like they wanted to have a healthy relationship with them in the beginning. And he was just like, no, fuck you. Pay me. And just, and just the way like, this hey. guy is, I can't help but wonder if during those negotiations, they were like, well, royalties. He'd be like, video games are for douchebags. No, pay me now, you fucking moron. Like, all right, fuck you. Like, <laughs> they just wanted nothing to do with them. So maybe this well, is all his, this is really all his doing in, you know, multiple layers. Well, also, I don't think he understood 
that this company was going to have a successful first game and then create a business deal with the entire country of Poland to to turn GOG into a full-time business yeah. and be a multi-million dollar company that's run now for 10 years because they've got the 10-year anniversary currently going on for GOG. But that's why you don't just assume people are going to fucking fail. It sounds like he just kind of assumed they were going to fail or not do as well as they could. You know what I mean? Yeah, he just assumed he was going to get more money up front out of the payout than he would over years of slow royalty checks. So, that's his fault. All right, well, I think that's it for what we've been playing, the news, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Trollbeard, where can they find you? Uh, just the name you see there, the old Trollbeard with the underscore. I'm in most places under that. Uh, here on Twitch, I bullshit all the time. Stop by, say hi if you're interested. Um, that's my PSN name. Play a bunch of Fortnite. Send me a friend invite if I got... If I got a chance, empty spot, I'm always down to play with new people. And on Twitter, I bullshit there too, Trollbeard with the underscore. And you can find me on Twitter, Best in the Realm, Facebook, Best of the Realm Game, and YouTube, Best of the Realm, Twitch.tv slash Best of the Realm on Mixer as well. Uh, you can find this content, this podcast on the Future Villains Mixer. No, no, it's Best of the Realm Mixer still. It's the Future Villains YouTube channel. And uh, you can find my content and troll stuff and Bob and the Lark Brothers and little spoiler here, me and Brian are getting ready to do some pretty cool Nerf shit. We're going to be taking apart some Nerf guns, repainting them and whatnot. So uh, nerd levels of future villains are about to escalate. I'm excited about it. And if (laughs) you want to see all this stuff and you want to see more of it, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash futurevillains. But all this stuff you can find on futurevillains.com. That's F-E-W-T-R-U-E-V-I-L-L-A-I-N-S.com. Thank you for listening, guys, and I hope you liked all the new fancy videos and stuff. I spent way too much time on them, so enjoy them. Do it. Bye. <laughs>